going on you guys it is me the one and only quincy jones go from the quincy jones show and this is episode 106 a little bit different as circumstances has taken over the quincy jones kayfabe kitchen of uh kayfabe and catering i guess you want to call it as uh, myself and doc actually will be linking up for another zoom call for this episode man and uh i'm just gonna let you know that Obviously, we are not going to be uh, losing uh, not one inch of our step as uh, we have lots to talk about. Unfortunately, another, uh, I guess, semi-black cloud has uh, nestled on top of the mountain of the professional wrestling industry. And we are going to get into that as well as plenty of review as we normally do, uh, as well as uh, some review for Backlash. And, of course, the Wednesday Night Wars. Without further ado, press and play on the best damn tag team in the podcast game. Yo, yo, your favorite tag team back in the building discussing everything pro wrestling. Oh, yeah. And uh, what's going on, man? We got Doc Lesnar, you know, operating from home. Are you putting up that back nine? I know you doctors like to play golf in your off time. I mean, don't know how, how it goes down over there in the, uh, you know. No, 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 no five irons the, over the, here, my doctors. Friend. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Uh, di- different kind of doctor stuff going on over here. It's quarantine, baby. You know what I mean? No, no. But uh, now we here, man, on the, Zoom. The same type of laboratory. True indeed. <laughs> um, I definitely wanted to thank you, obviously, uh, running a little uh, late in the day here, but obviously still lots to talk about. I'm, uh, I'm going to get it going, man, because, you know, there are some uh, – a little bit of headlines. I managed to scramble up a little bit of a mixed bag here, as we usually do uh, on the weekly mm-hmm. here in the Quincy Jones Show. I definitely – I want to get your thoughts on some of this stuff because here's a warning, fair warning. Uh, this stuff isn't positive, um, unfortunately. And to be honest, a lot of stuff lately happening in pro wrestling hasn't been. But um, I guess probably the biggest, uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll go in, uh, in order of uh, occurrence because there was a big story that hit today, but there's uh, an even bigger story that hit earlier this week. Um, a WWE talent has tested positive for COVID-19. And uh, mm-hmm. it's obviously – Putting a damper, obviously, on a lot of uh, the the plans and taping uh, schedules for WWE right now. Um, it's, I mean, I can remember it says a developmental talent who was last on site at WWE's training facility on Tuesday, June 9th, has tested positive for COVID nineteen. Uh, since that time, no other individuals that attended the facility have reported symptoms. However, out of an abundance of caution and to ensure the health and safety of the company's performers and staff, all talent production crew and employees on site at the training and production facilities will be tested for COVID-19 immediately. Following the test results, WWE plans to proceed with its normal television production schedule. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Is I know did. that, uh, yeah, I mean, Triple H had already admitted on a conference call a week or two ago that they had they were going to start testing 
and people had thought they were already testing. And in fact, all they were doing was checking temperatures. Yeah. And if people describe symptoms, they send them home, which is not enough, you know? No, I mean, I put like this, where I work, we have a similar test, like what they call like a health and welfare test. Mm -hmm. So anytime, like say I'm working and then someone new comes on the ship, it's, it's my duty to grab this clipboard and say, hey, are you feeling any of these symptoms? Yes or no. Are you feeling any of this? Yes or no. Have you been around anyone that had these symptoms within 24 hours or a commonplace like a, like a home? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it, as long as it's like, no, no, no. And okay, you know, if it's like anything like, oh, sore throat and you're, you're coughing, like, oh, uh, we got to send you home. You know what I mean? So gotcha. I'm not surprised that they're using that kind of standard, but uh, I am surprised because this is a million dollar company that can more than afford to, yeah. you know what I mean? Put out the testing, especially when, dude, they're, they're, they've been under a microscope ever since they started the, uh, the shows without the crowd. So why they would put themselves at risk because this is the this is what's the most crazy thing about the facts that are being uh, told about this because remember two months ago leading into in the, uh, mania they waited till after mania to say hey but remember they they said that there was a personality who was being quarantined yeah. mm -hmm. um around that time and they had went out with a few people following like you know wrestlemania as part of like a mania celebration never said who it was but you know they, they had alluded to it mm -hmm. um even going back that far after that incident flared up they still didn't even initiate any testing if you can believe that yeah i i can i, can. I mean they they made all that all that room financially with you know the black wednesday firings and yet for some reason they can't afford good testing or they don't want to i don't know It, I don't know, man. It's, I mean, it's just weird because you know they did just uh, have Raw that just aired on on Monday, and, mm -hmm. and for a few people that noticed, they actually had a more of a live crowd that were there, not just limited to the production crew and the NXT developmental talents. There was actually friends and family permitted uh, to be as you know a little, to add a little bit more volume, so to speak, for the live crowd. And it's just like, why are you guys gonna add more people? And clearly the six feet is not being, you know what I mean? It, it's not being enforced. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I love these guys to death, but you, you had the street profits hopping in the crowd as they usually do to do the, do the little dancing number. Yeah. I heard they about are definitely that. up close and personal with everybody. You know what I mean? And it, it's just not a good look. You know, again, you're already the microscope and you've got the green light to can continue working, but you're still under the microscope, you know? So I was just really surprised with the negligence on top of everything else as far as like, oh, we're just doing temperature checks. Like, I mean, people can still have it and not have a temperature. And they've said this for months. You know what I mean? There, there's people that can carry it, not exhibit any of the symptoms and still cause a sort of a health scare, you know, to, to anybody that may be susceptible. Otherwise, you know what I mean? Health, health-wise, just not strong enough to, to maintain it or, or even tolerate it. So yeah, it, I mean, and then everyone was pointing out the fact that they had, it was all over the show on Monday as well. And they were like, mm -hmm. dude, this guy almost died like two years ago. Like, what are you guys doing? And you guys didn't test. Like it's, I don't know. I thought it was, uh, I mean, and as a result, you know, this was the other story that kind of got intertwined into this was as a result of the news coming out that someone did indeed test uh, positive. Number one, uh, the, the, the tapings for SmackDown was canceled. And then also 
uh, they were doing tapings for uh, next week's Raw this past Wednesday, and Kevin Owens was not there as he requested not to be there following the concerns, you know what I mean, yeah. with the, the COVID scare. So it's, He's got kids, dude, yeah. And I heard, you know, I'm hearing he's not getting any pushback on it either, so, you know. Well, I mean, he was just giving him a stunner here, a stunner there. No, I don't know. I mean, I mean what would Stone Cold do? You know what I'm saying? That, 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 that's how he's rolling with it. I, I don't know, but it, this this is uh you know again there's a lot of uh people who have insider information um mm. you know within WWE uh, Russell Votes has been one of those people who uh, posted uh, text messages in the past, but they had a text message uh, within someone that they know that works within the the PC, and they just asked him simply, uh, "Was it an S at the PC today?" With a couple of emojis. And the person in question, uh, you know, whoever their inside, Colin, a complete, unbelievable lack of leadership, full-blown, all-caps, clusterfuck. They should be embarrassed, total clown show. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Kind of telling. Yep. Kind of telling, kind of telling. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, Yeah, it's and weird, I, but, uh, I just got to make it that that I mean, look at AEW. They've been consistently testing. That's just another thing they can say they've done better than WWE. And like that's better than storyline stuff. That's real life stuff, you know. Yeah. So, mm. well, yeah. I mean, you, you see it on BCE. They get two sets of wristbands, and this is not me on the BT high horse. It's just you know, reading what I see. Not seeing WWE put an effort to put it out there that they're being this safe, but you see. Uh, the Bucks, uh, you know, two wristbands, one that's a temperature check, one air check. So, yeah, they're being real serious about it. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I don't yeah, Like I said, I, I, I was just – I guess I'm surprised at the level of negligibility following the year that they've already had. So that's why I'm like, come on, man. This is a fucking pandemic. Like, you're not above this, Vince. You know what I mean? You got to do better. Just do better. You got all these do men better. and women who don't – you guys don't – that's the thing, too. Like, they don't supply them with medical. So if one of oh, their talent right. gets sick, that's on them. They're, I mean, you think they'll pay for that? I mean, no, probably, yeah, they probably I, will. I mean, surgery, some maybe. Sort of PR nightmare, but. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that part. You know what I'm saying? But they're not going to. No, you know what I mean? It, See, it's, they pick and choose it, when these, they these want men and women to are still you know, independent uh, contractors. It's crazy. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they, they dance on that razor's edge quite a bit. Um, but yeah, the only other piece of news I had here, um, well, we did have, but what, uh, uh, an injury update. Um, we had yeah. Chris Stadlander out with, it was a torn ACL. Yeah. yeah. She, she, uh, basically is kind of following in Britt Baker's footsteps a bit. I know they have similar, uh, injuries, but right. she's going to be out a little longer than Britt Baker from what I was able to ascertain. And then on the, obviously on the WWE side, I think we all heard about edge and the, uh, torn bicep. Yeah, with the torn or tricep. tricep, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I did hear Chris Stanlander tore her ACL. I think it's a, what an eight month. Uh, I think it's about an eight month layoff for her. Unfortunately, um, interesting to see what they're gonna do uh, to fill that gap. With I mean, because obviously they've been leaning on Statlander quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, in terms of helping to build the uh, women's division on TV. Um, but yeah, again, you know, another, uh, rash of bad news, obviously, uh, coming this week with injury updates as well as the COVID-19 stuff, but the most glaring, and I'm just going to leave it here because it's, these are not my words. 
uh, I'm uh, going to be reading from uh, a post that was put up today. Apparently, today was a shit show on social media as uh, many, 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 many uh, wrestlers, independent as well as pro, have been getting called out. Uh, if you check out the hashtag speaking out, there was a quite a uh, long laundry list of people uh, being accused of uh, uh, abuse. I don't know if you heard about this. Um, yeah, it's pretty I've crazy. Heard, some of the names that are here. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about it, but I, it's so much going on right now. I've been trying to not be eager to dig, dig in, but go ahead. No, no, it's, it's, I mean, some of these actually have, have uh, other, you know, outstanding uh, stories to them. I mean, many of these, like I said, some of them were, were eye openers to me where I'm like, I never heard anything about this before. So I don't, I'm not saying all these came out today, but this, this was like some, you know, somebody compiled some list pretty much of, of people that uh, pretty much got outed uh, for, for supposedly, you know, it says list of wrestlers in the, in the, the Britain wrestling scene that have been outed as abusers so far. And it says David Starr, Jack Sexsmith, uh, Travis Banks, El Laguerre, oh, wow. uh, Lucas Steele, Mikey Whiplash, uh, Will Ospreay, um, uh, Strangler Davis, Marty Skrull, uh, yes. James Scott, aka Darkside, Jimmy Havoc, and uh, oh. Jimmy Havoc actually has uh, quite a bit of story attached to that. As uh, the person who is accusing him has a lengthy Twitter thread detailing a pretty, pretty uh, graphic relationship between them. And the last name on here was Jordan Devlin, oh, uh, no. which another person came out with pictures of bruises and stuff again I, I don't know man but the most interesting thing that followed that tweet it said and i don't know who this person is but it said when jim and i mean when you hear this tweet you can only think i'm guessing it's jim Cornette, says quote when jim was booking at ovw mm -hmm. if you wanted a contract or on his show you had all caps to perform sexual acts on his wife Many times with watching, this has happened to many, many all caps people. So that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of people out in a cornet as well. Uh, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? I really don't know. I'm not here to, you know, stick up for anybody. I'm not here to shame, victim shame anybody. It's just, it's crazy because I mean the only one that really hit home and I mean it's I, I'm not risking anything here because uh, just trust me here um, one that we know of Swade Thompson guy actually got a uh, mm -hmm. got accused today as well yeah um, all his social media is now gone which is not you know an allusion to guilt but uh, it's just karma in a way because uh you know he he helped cause some sort of social shit storm for another wrestler this time what last year um so, yeah definitely yeah i don't know it's just crazy like i said i mean it's not that i was scraping at the bottom of the barrel over here it was pretty much the only thing I has been talking about the last two days um i felt like it was worth at least mentioning um the once you mean but um yeah, uh, other than that, you want to get into some review of some backlash? Because we did get some wrestling this weekend. Yeah, um, we might as well just run right through it, dog. Yeah, I'm, I'm sensing a little bit of a time delay here as it was a five response time. <laughs> I digress. Oh, oh, I'm going to pull end? up the card here. 
Yes, on your end, Mr. Oh, okay. Seconds ago. Okay, that <laughs> but uh, I got the card here. I don't know if I have it in order, but um, there you go. Hey, I like I like when you turn the positive or negative into a positive, sir. Hey, chicken, um, chicken salad. So first match we had on the card, I, I want to ask how you felt about this. It was the Triple Threat Tag Team Championship match, uh, which I, I'm, I have to, you know, you know I, I got to correct my, you know, sometimes we do some corrections corners over here at the, uh, the Quincy Jones show. They are no longer the boss and the hug connection. They are now the quote unquote golden models. So yeah, there's there's that. Mm-hmm. I wish Mark was models. here so we can uh, talk about these names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um oh. uh, but uh I- I'll say one thing. What I liked was uh there's one spot where uh, you know, because yeah. they did go triple threat. Uh, style, which they don't always do in WWE. We just talked about that. But I loved how, like, Bailey and Billy Kay are double teaming. I, I noticed they've been doing a lot more of that. Yeah. yeah. But I love uh, when Bailey and Billy Kay are double teaming someone. And she's like, All right, mate, let's do it, mate. And it's just like, clearly, Bailey's not Australian, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I thought, I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i going to give Bailey her due. Um, she She's been doing her thing. And I was just getting ready to be a little bit, uh, what's the word, stale on her um, with the heel direction. But I don't know if it's the, the new edition of the tag belts or it's just the over-the-top, uh, I'm-the-best type of cocky attitude she, she's really going after now. But, yeah, she's been, she's been doing some good stuff, especially in the ring. If, you're actually, if, the, if the camera or the microphone picks up what she's do- doing – uh, there, there's some goods that she's been able mm-hmm. to put over on TV. Um, yeah, she, she I thought it was a pretty me, good match. I was say she kind of reminds me of Abby a little bit from uh, Broad City. I don't know why. Like this new heel, over the top, like just the way she jokes around and uh, oh, the know. loud, the loud uh, personality. I could see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but we did get the the retain here, uh, mm-hmm. from the. Golden role models. Uh, I, I thought this was a pretty good match. Um, I mean, I figured that they would they would actually open with this match. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really mad at it. I mean, you know, there were some. Uh, we, we knew there was there was going to be some seeds being threaded through because obviously uh, the iconics have been hell bent on trying to get the one on one rematch. Uh, but then we also already knew that the winner of this match was going to be taking on T. Knox and a Shotzi on, on Wednesday, uh, which obviously more on that after the break. But um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously we, we kind of bet it. We, we, we bet on the right team here. Uh, Banks and get home to win. Uh, what'd you think about the match? Um, It was cool. It was a good opener. Um, but yeah, I, um, I, I was glad that they uh, bought, I almost said boss hug, but the golden role models won. Um, I mean, and again, we'll get more on them after the break because I had opinions on what maybe should have happened on Wednesday. But, yeah, not a bad match. For sure, man. Um, I'm trying to remember what we had after after this. I think we had the – which one was it? It was Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, You know what? This wasn't a bad match, but this match, I mean, it could have went on SmackDown. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean – I believe I got that one right with uh, Shamo, Ice Ice Shamey. 
if you will. Um, but, you know, it was weird, you know, was thinking that, you know, again, Jeff Hardy should he, – he more deserved the win, but I know that – I kind of felt that what they've been building with Sheamus ever since they've been dropping the, the vignettes of him going back to the uh, – the old, you know, tall hair, you know, original version mm-hmm. of himself. So yeah. he's a bully. That's just what his strength is built on. His char- the strength of his character is built on that aspect a lot. And he's a fighter. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't mad at this match. Uh, backlash worthy, I guess, when you impl- implement the storyline and how intense it got. And, you know, it escalated so quickly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't mad at it being on the card. Um, like I said, it was a pretty good match, but it, it wasn't on a on a friday night smackdown um that's all i can really say about it to be honest yeah for me um i didn't know much more than the stuff i had heard about the uh framed car accident or you know dewi and all that stuff or dui i should say um but i like the video package did you hear about the piss yeah, oh yeah, I I thought that was pretty funny, um, but or at least the way it was presented in the video package. But what I will say is that uh, despite who won, I thought the match had a like real nostalgic feel to it because I haven't really watched either guy since they both made their returns to SmackDown. So I, I enjoyed the matchup, matchup. Um, I and I was hoping Jeff would have won. But then once I realized Extreme Rules is is the next, you know, it makes sense that he'll get it then. Oh yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. You know what? Did you see the new logo that they came up with? Weird. Weird. For Extreme Rules? Yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's I'm really like, weird. it's an X, not a W. I don't yeah, know I mean, <laughs> I'm saying, like, what, what's going on here? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but uh, from here, we did get, what, Braun Strowman versus uh, Miz and Morrison? Yeah, you know, it, was, it, was oh. it was actually uh, Nia Jax versus Asuka in my least favorite match of the night. Oh, what? Oh, you're right. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. I I just was like, I wasn't mad at the match, but a double count out. I was, uh, I don't, I don't get that, that booking decision at all. Yeah, I heard that. Like, um, I mean, it's not like Nia exactly has been on a roll lately. Mm-hmm. What I, what I, what I heard is that Vince changed the, uh, the finish the, the day of. It was supposed to be Oscar over. Oh, that was one of the one I mm-hmm. did hear. He did have a, a few and apparently uh, changes the day of. I forgot about whatever that. happened on Monday was the original finish for Sunday. I didn't watch the match on Monday though. She won, but I can't remember why. Oh, oh, that's de- well. She won because Nia Jax pushed the ref and the ref was getting ready to, to disqualify her but right when he was about to like you know do the the matches thrown out thing mm-hmm. um oscar came behind her rolled her up and he just hit her with a fast count and it was a noticeable fast count like they talked about it on a commentary so that was kind of weird too mm, gotcha yeah. and when it basically didn't make it that much better now it was a well worked match until that count out, and that's <laughs> I mean, what made me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and the one they had on Monday wasn't bad either. It just, it was just, I don't know. I mean, I guess if they if they got to milk it for like programming purposes because they don't know what the the taping schedule is going to be like now going forward with everything going on, mm-hmm. I get that. But it, yeah, I mean, it didn't really do any favors on Sunday for anyone that that were tuning in to watch that match. 
um, and, and, or were fans of both and specifically tuned in for that. So, um, yeah, but we had, uh, we had Oscar win by count out, which was super lame. Oh. Super lame. <laughs> yeah. That was a, uh, gave me the boo-boo face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, after this, now we did have, uh, the, the universal championship title defense in a handicap match hey, hey. versus, uh, oh, oh. you know, Johnny drip drip and, uh, MC MIC. Yep. On the MIC. Say his name twice. Twice is nice, baby. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, I, I I wasn't even mad at the at the video, but it was like, why now? Like at the pay per view, like it was entertaining. No, actually, they dropped it. They they dropped it uh, on SmackDown. They just brought it to the pay per view. Oh, okay. I wasn't aware. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. I don't really yeah, have much. They've to been say. doing this thing the way that they've been. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't mad at the match. I, you know, one, one thing I okay, well, I know I, I one thing I could say is the uh, the skull crushing finale with the foot. Be cool. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty innovative. It yeah. was. Yeah, you're right. Um, other than that, <laughs> Braun Strowman. I mean, we knew same. we knew they weren't gonna win. I, I mean, because it was like I put like this. I I have to see what happens tonight. Uh, uh, or whenever I catch the uh, the play of SmackDown, because you know we didn't get the point where you know uh, Drip Drip <laughs> went for the pinfall and, and man mm. pulled him off, but then he like kind of regained his senses and then they tried to pin him again. So I'm wondering if that that was supposed to be like a little bit of seeds being planted or whatever for an eventual breakup between the two. SummerSlam. Though I I, I mean to be honest, they, those two work so well together right now. Um, I thought them rehashing the old chick magnets or whatever you want to call them. Uh, or the dirt sheet was not. I thought it was gonna be you know two member berries ish, but they've uh, they've been good. They've been good. I mean, especially with the stuff they did with Braun Strowman. I mean, no one's really too. I was with the reign of Braun Strowman right now because it came what two years too late. But mm-hmm. uh, they were able to kind of play off you know being like the the cheeky bandits here and uh, try to outsmart him and play pranks on them and stuff so it, they did their job they made made you want them to get their ass kicked so i got a question for that i give them the a for effort the match left a lot to be desired though i agree my question was where was bray wyatt where was the scene like it was like a waste uh i don't know i know he did just have a, a I, I know i know he just had a new addition to the family um oh, so i don't know okay hmm. sure yeah, JoJo, uh, he just had a baby girl. Oh. Him and Abigail. JoJo got, got it out. <laughs> they were like, it's going to be a quarantine, baby. This is Abigail. <laughs> Say hello, uh, baby. Yeah, I was, I was trying to get that draw. I couldn't mm. get the draw that I wanted. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, from here, we got, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we did get the Drew McIntyre-Bobby Lashley match. You know what, dude? This match was actually really good. Yes, it um, was. In my opinion, if you didn't like it, I would love to hear what you didn't like about it. But I would too. Um, it was great up until the Lana shit. Um, uh, the Lana, I mean, it just didn't make sense. Yeah, no, I mean, it. that seemed and, like and that was a total I, I, But I do look that they're going to the direction of, of trying to get rid of her. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree on that too, yeah. Yeah. 
Because I thought the same. I thought this. I don't know. It's like. Go ahead. Oh no! Go ahead. I oh, know. I was just gonna say, the 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 physicality was cool. I thought it was one of the best matches I had watched um, in a while for Lashley since he's been back. Um, it made me care. Or actually, let me yeah. phrase that. He had a match with Roman Reigns that was really really well done too. But after that, we haven't really seen much, and I felt like it was kind of like a return to form for like the division. Because it's like not to not to slight AJ or guys that size or Dan Bryan, but it made you feel like, oh, this is a real match. This is a real big fight Except, for a real yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it brought it brought that legitimacy as they as they say to like the guys that are willing to you know freaking put their their dukes up for the for the belt, you know. So yeah, I I really thought these. I mean, we've seen them work well before in Bay or Impact, whatever you want to call them. Um, so, it, you know, it didn't draw any type of a surprise or shock look for me. I, I, w- I actually enjoyed the match, um, and, and I think very much because of the both gentlemen that were in it. I enjoyed the beginning where he attacked them at first, and even mm-hmm. the certain points in the match where, you know, you had Drew kicking out at one. I thought that was a great look for him as well. Uh, some people would think that it was overdone, but I think with the story they've been telling with – Drew has been present. I can't wait for him to have people in the stands when he's finally defending the, this title. But yeah, you're right. It gave me a hundred percent about Bobby Lashley even being in this, uh, you know, the title picture again. So um, I'm not against it if these guys clash again. I'm just interested to see where they go mm-hmm. from there. And then also, if he does beat Lashley, who would be the next uh, opponent or challenge uh, stepping in the path of uh, the yeah. Scottish psychopath. Yeah, I I I totally agree. I, I totally agree. But I I am with the I'm with you. I want to see uh, him and Lashley tear it up one more time. So. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely, uh, like I said, got me interested. So if I if I could see it again, cool. I'm I'm with it. Um, and last match we had on the card was the greatest wrestling match ever. Wait, 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 wait. So we're not going to talk What's about saying? the Prophets and the Raiders? That no contest? <laughs> no, we don't have Okay, to. like, this is what's so funny about it, right? Because, no, no, no. Well, the, the, the real quick, what's funny is I remember stressing you, like, because I found out that day that they were having a match added to the card. I'm like, oh, man, this could be a make or break if, if we pick two different people. You know, as we always oftentimes defend the predictions championship here on the Quincy Jones show. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was like, maybe this is another match that we could, you know, it could be a make or break situation. And then I finally got, you know, the, the predictions from you. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool. Let's, you know, bet. Let's figure out how this is going to go down. And it was because, like, it was not even a match. It never had, you know, started in the ring. Um, but you know what? I was entertained as, 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 mm-hmm. Crazy as it was, I was entertained. I, I, I even laughed that loud at the, you know, Akira Tozawa and the addition of the, the, the motorcycle ninjas. Um, you know, big-ass pop when I saw that spear through the, the, the pane glass window uh, from uh, <laughs> that Angelo glass. and the Ivar. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave him credit. I called it the mm-hmm. pane glass. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was entertaining. Um, a, a real pickup from what they've been doing on Raw. Uh, but I agree. Yeah, I wasn't a fan that they had the ninjas come back on Raw. I mean, if oh, I didn't. I, see I hope that. the ninjas are done. I hope they're not back next week. So 
Did they have like a like an actual but, match, or did they? Yeah, it was thematic. No, oh, they never had the match on Raw. They uh, uh, they do a little bit more hype. I think they team together. Yeah, they team together to to take on four random ninjas in a match. Not cinematic. Not cinematic. Like a real match. <laughs> a real All match. Right. All right, man. So let's get down to this last match, then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Please. All right. So the greatest. The um, greatest. I'm, I'm gonna say this. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't the greatest, but it was a great effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's no shade. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you give me a uh, two hours and a wrestling encyclopedia or aka a computer uh i can give you my top five greatest wrestling matches ever i wouldn't put this on my top five or top ten but this was actually a great match um i very much enjoyed personally edge and the fundamentals he was implementing the arm drags like like dude edge looked really cardio wise he looked really great out there um I, I mean, I can't really complain about Edge's performance, man. I really can't. Um, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't the greatest, but I, I enjoyed it. I, it was a great match. I, I thought that they delivered on that part. I, the one thing I did want to ask you about, but, and then obviously you can probably include this with, you know, everything that you had to, to say as far as your review on the match. Mm-hmm. How did you feel? Because, you know, they, they did have a little disclaimer before they showed the footage because, you know, this was the match that was filmed earlier. But they did, you know, kind of tell everyone that, hey, we added some effects and some audio stuff. And I don't know if you caught it, but they were piping in quite a bit of uh, uh, crowd noise uh, of people that were – it sounded like thousands when there was obviously only like 20 people, you know, 30 people in the crowd. Um, It didn't take me out of it uh, necessarily, but um, I don't know. It was just kind of weird, you know what I mean, in in a sense. But at least they owned it. At least they didn't – like nobody was going to notice. But – yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. So, uh, what say you? Um, yeah, I, I can mirror almost everything you just said. I don't believe it was the greatest match ever. Um, it, I think we all knew it was never going to meet those expectations the minute they labeled it. You know, you don't need to label a gimmick yeah. match that that tough. Um, that being said, I enjoyed it for a lot of the same reasons you did. The arm drag and stuff took me back to Edge of yesteryear. I felt like his cardio movement reminded me of a young Edge, um, you know, maybe pre-IC title picture, maybe right after he got loose of uh, the brood, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, I loved a lot of stuff, that, especially that clothesline spot to him off of the apron. I was like, dude, when did you start taking to the yeah. top rope again? You didn't even do that against Cena really or you know when he was really getting his heyday as a heel so um what i did like Like about diving cross body maybe yeah maybe maybe um what i did like though in terms of the enhancements um something that that was neat was them bringing in the audio clip of fink introducing randy orton and edge you know in the very beginning of the match obviously you know they i don't yeah that was really cool yeah not, not everyone caught that so i'm glad you said that yeah, you know, but that being said, I like the camera angles. I didn't like the camera cuts because, yeah. like, during the superplex, 
a one minute, one literally, literally one second edge has like one foot on the top rope. Then he's like going for the superplex. And it's like, come on guys. You couldn't have like gotten the part where he, you know, waited. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what makes that move. Yeah. Exactly. So, but the, I mean, especially it being his dad's move. Yeah. Exactly. But the camera, when he went for the rope hung DDT, I don't know how they rigged that, but that was really cool. Um, besides that, the, I thought yeah. the sound, it, the bump sounded good, but yeah, the crowd was, I, I felt like it was kind of a slap in the face to pipe them in, you know? And then the other thing I was going to say about the crowd that I thought was I mean, there weird, were certain, uh, I was just going to say, get, you know, I'm sure this is all, all Vince. Some of the people standing oh, I was just going to the say, crowd, there were certain times. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, there were certain times where, you know, because of the way that they shot, their their shots were so tight, so you couldn't tell that there wasn't that many people there, so you could believe in the audio, but then there was other times, like we saw in our chat, you know, with Baca and them, uh, you know, you had uh, Samoa Joe playing Ventriloquist a few times in commentary, because <laughs> hey. uh, they, they edited the commentary, and then you'd see him in the background not even talking, Yeah, and uh, I don't know, it was, uh, speaking <laughs> again, of Joe, you guys couldn't check this from before it went out you know what i mean so uh, speaking of joe did you hear what he said and what he did once uh, they showed aj you know kind of uh do his little promo backstage oh yeah as he taught it he said oh he's probably at home celebrating with his family like a little smirk and i was just like man this guy's funny smirk and then and total coldest mad dog like yeah not sure. even breaking the stare like it's it yeah there's been many videos on it everyone loved it they loved it but there were thing in particular and I, had, I asked the same thing to Baka because I gotta ask this question and you know we're gonna go on break now uh, but I gotta ask it because you know there's we, we, we touched on this uh, uh, situation before um, double or nothing stadium stampede there were some people up in arms quote unquote up the, the spot with Matt Hardy and in no. the pool and saying it was insensitive to the whole Shaq Gaspar unfortunate uh, passing there was a point on commentary where you had uh, Samoa Joe literally say, in reference to Randy Orton, um, like, oh, he's getting ready to take him to the deep end and drown him. And I was like, ooh, that was ooh. I don't know because. Kept that one in. <laughs> but, 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 huh? I don't know because a lot of people use that, and Charlotte herself just used it on Ripley. She didn't say she'd drown her, but she said, I'm going to take you out to the deep water. You know what I mean? And really test you. So Yeah, Molly just said that and his promo on Wednesday too. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. No, I mean I was just like I don't know. Baca I, I know Baca likes that that controversial stuff. I thought you were gonna ask me about him using the <laughs> cross face, which I thought wasn't a big deal, you know what I mean? But one thing I thought was weird was the crowd people that you know you know it's a lot no. from NXT. But one thing I had a problem with is why is Isaiah Scott standing next to Tony Nese when they just had a problem with NXT? You know what I mean? Like, it was like little things like that I didn't like. It, it is weird because it's funny because it's like they expect us to not, like, recognize them just because they have, like, T-shirts on. Mm. But, you know, you know who's been killing it on, on, on getting on camera time when it comes to NXT crowds? Who? Eric Bugenhagen. He is yeah. killing it lately. I saw the hoodie was on was on backlash a couple times. So I did see Tahuti was yeah. 
And I was like, I'm like, what? Oh, from the consulate, that guy. No. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we are going to get into a quick break here, and then we're going to come back with the Wednesday Night Wars. Hey guys, what's going on? This is Quincy Jones Go from the Quincy Jones Show. Just want to take time out to thank you guys, the listeners, for uh, not only helping us to do the show, but supporting us 100%. And honestly, we'd like to hear your feedback. So if there's something we're doing and you're digging it, there's something that you want to see us do, if there's a topic you want to bring in discussion, a certain wrestler, uh, a debate, even if there's a promotion that we haven't been covering, all you got to do is hit us up either on Twitter at Quincy Jones Show, on IG, the Quincy Jones Show, Facebook, the Quincy Jones Show, or Easy enough, you can email us at thequincyjoneshow at gmail.com. Artists, whether you're rap, hip-hop, reggae, rock, we don't care. As long as you love wrestling and you got something to contribute to the conversation, hit us up. You want to be featured on the show? You want your music featured on the show? A little bit of, little bit of play? Hit us up, man. Show at gmail.com. And if you'd like to join the mailing list, hit us up, send me an email, I add you to the list, and I promise you, if you get added, you will love it. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, featuring the best damn commentary team on the planet. Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? Well, we are back from break. And without further ado, myself and Doc Lesnar, once again, via the Zoom meeting, everyone's been using the power of the Zoom uh, during these times of quarantine. We're going to get right into the Wednesday Night Wars. Well, it's about that time, uh, mi amigo. Wednesday mm-hmm. night war time. Um, I think war we left war. off on uh, NXT last week. Um, yeah. AEW. Time, time to light the fuse. Dynamite. Uh, bring the bring the boom. Dynamite. Yeah. Bring the boom, as yeah. they say. And uh, you know, we we actually started off uh, the show pretty hot. We had a uh, AEW Tag Team Championship match. We had a Kenny Omega and uh, Hangman Adam Page against the Natural mm-hmm. Nightmares. Um, Quick question not, for you. Yeah, yeah. Was that Bandito I saw in, in the crowd? No. Like, um, I, I don't know who it is. There's been this uh, luchador that's been seen. Because if you remember, he actually was uh, another one of the guys that they used to help separate everyone during the Tyson melee. That's uh, right. Okay. That's so, where yeah, I saw him from. And he actually, if you also remember, he was the guy that got his ass whooped by uh, Lance Archer outside the building a couple weeks ago. That's the same guy. Okay, cool. And then I noticed that Mel from uh, yeah, I Nightmare Collective Past was in the crowd. So that I was that was interesting. But, but we did open with that tag team title match. Yeah, she was. Mel was sitting in the we don't have anything currently for you in creative section. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. we had the tag team championship match. Um, I wasn't mad at this match um, at all, to be honest. Um, I, I did get worried. For I was nothing. concerned early on. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, say, but... yeah. Um, especially when they played the, the replay back, I was like, oh, he did get tagged twice inadvertently, you know, where it was like not a planned hit. But, you know, you saw obviously he, had, he was like a little on wobbly legs, had to kind of collect mm-hmm. himself, which. I mean, to be honest, and it's I've a never spot seen that, that Kenny hits all the time too, and that, and, and it, it definitely an accident. It's definitely an accident. I, yeah, I, I didn't th- realize they collided th- heads first before the knee. Yeah, I think what it was is because the, I think because Dustin is, has a a longer frame, he's taller, 
maybe he got mm-hmm. there to the spot a little bit earlier than expected to allow himself or both men definitely I think, to, to give each other the amount of room needed to you know have that kind of thing not happen but um, I wasn't mad at this match again, you know what I mean? Uh, we did get to see a pretty uh, – we, 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 I'd like to say we got to see your favorite version of the Diamond Cutter, which is the uh, the jackhammer slash suplex uh, reversal. Um, I the- mean, it, 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 is my, it is my favorite way to do it, but I don't – he didn't hit it the best. Like, that wasn't my favorite execution. Hey, that's not what I said. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, nice, nice way to work, kid. Nice way to work. But uh, no, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, QT had his time to shine. Um, yeah, he did. You know, I, I, I mean, and the thing is, it's just stuff. I mean, it's stuff we've seen him do, but you also kind of forget he can do that stuff. The um, special, you know, yeah, the exactly. Enziguri, uh, uh, yeah, 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 you exactly. know. And uh, basically, this would break down, um, you know, to the point where, um, you know, he, uh, yeah, you're right. He does that that diamond cutter, uh, but then he eats a pretty nasty. Uh, uh, he gets, he gets that Snapdragon, and then Kenny yeah. gets there with that nasty Destroyer from Dustin. But basically, Allie ends up coming out, and she doesn't really play a role, I would say, yeah, it wasn't... in the finish. Like, I couldn't tell. It was like, was QT trying to do that diving, that big diving, like, double jump moonsault to impress her? Was that supposed to be what the spot was? Like, because I didn't really feel like that's how it came off. It just yeah, seemed like yeah, he I went mean... for something, and... Just I always made think a mistake the same thing because Brandy was also like telling him to go up top. So it's like if it was something that was like, you know, because they, they kept making mention mm-hmm. of, oh, he draws inspiration and motivation from Allie. And they actually showed her, you know, motivating mm-hmm. him to get on the top rope and then missing. Then, yeah, but it was kind of weird that at, only after she started telling him to get up and get to the top, you saw Brandy kind of telling him the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a different way they went. Obviously, we kind of pegged this to be one of those things where it's a ruse all along for the uh, the butcher and the blade, uh, mm-hmm. potentially a start up a feud between the two teams, you know, leading into a fighter fest. But no, that's not what happened here. Um, you know, they, they two did words, lose. two words, long con. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah. They need something. Yeah, but I mean, they, I mean, well, I guess they don't need something because they just got a tag team championship match. Yeah. <laughs> well, they gave QT some credit. I mean, he kicked out of a V trigger from the back. You know, what I mean, and then obviously they put him over so the last call. So did yeah, Okada. You're right. No plan. But that's Okada. You know, what I'm saying that's exactly proving my point. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I like QT though. I'm not but gonna. Okada, I like QT. Okada. I like never... his story. Okada ain't never hit no Sasuke special, but I digress. <laughs> yeah, no, yep, he surely hasn't. But uh, after that, we had, I believe, Anna J vignette, which we did see her on the show before. And uh, basically, most of what I got from this was she got into wrestling, I think, at middle school, I think she said, or high school, one of the two. You know, you know um, and, yeah. and, and she goes by the star of the show, is basically what I was being asked. Yeah, she had kind of like a. a, a prestige magician or. Um, Ring greatest showman, this kind of yeah, mm-hmm. um, definitely. You know, one thing I, you know, because and, and, I'm, I'm looking at a uh, the image for her on the card here for Dynamite, and she, I mean, one thing I couldn't, I kept thinking when I saw her in the vignette is she, she looks a lot like uh, Camille Brickhouse from um, she, from NWA. She's got a similar build, I think. Camille, um, I mean, stacked like a brick house, you know, what I mean, she's got, I think, she's got a little bit more mass on her muscle wise. Um, 
But oh, uh, yeah, yeah I, could, I could definitely see the similarities there for sure. But this would lead to a match with Anna Jay going against someone named Abaddon. Uh, apparently she's had a match on Dark before. Um, definitely a different look for a yeah, they're, woman they're wrestler. They're saying that she faced Hikaru Shida on, uh, a few months ago. That's right. That, that, that is who they said. And she did definitely a different look. I mean, obviously you think like Daphne instantly, Rosemary, you know, Sue Young kind of all rolled in one kind of, you know, the different, the colored, not just the pupils, but the eyeballs were something uh, to be, uh, yeah, that, was, that, that was, that, yeah, it, it, it was disturbing. JR hit, hit around the park with his, uh, you know, disgust almost on commentary, you know what I mean? Because that's not something you usually think about, like when you see uh, uh, female talent in the ring. So that was different. But another thing I did like uh, was, well, first was Tony broadcasting Britt Baker's note, which was, quote, this broad needs to find Jesus ASAP, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that was another thing that they added to to the little, uh, you know, the whole thing with, with Britt. That was actually genius. And someone, other people would laugh because they're like, oh, this is how they, they pass the notes in jail and shit. <laughs> nah. Yeah, no, that, that thing was funny. And no, you were know, yeah, was cussing the whole time. Like, it it, it was definitely entertaining. Yeah, dude, I kept thinking, I was like, I was like, is someone cursing? Because I kept hearing them, like, they were real bleep heavy. And I didn't know if it was somebody cursing in the ring. And then I realized, oh, it's Tony. You know, because yeah, I, I didn't I realize what was, was going just, on at first. like, oh, mother. You know, I mean, he's probably saying stuff like that. Oh, like, yeah, because like, she had said something just, to him about something, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, about his, about his tie, you know. Yeah, <laughs> well, one one thing yeah. that was—I'm not gonna lie—I was—I didn't know what to think about Abdon. Um, it, but I, I can I can agree. Like when I saw her, I, it was one of those things where I'm like, I feel like she has a prosthetic, like on her on her face, some sort of like. I don't know. It comes. It comes off real like. Um, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah almost like a almost makeup like a artist. Mannequin. Like it's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, there is. There, uh, she's got to look. I don't know what it is, but there's something. Yeah, definitely something yeah. I've seen before. And I was gonna say, um, you know, yeah, she would win with that. That that they called it like a step up Perkin Rana. We've known it as the oh, spiking yeah, the, Perkin Rana as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and, and, like, you know, the other thing I noticed, too, uh, before we get to the post-match, uh, you know, action was um, something I, I thought that was a good touch was, did you see that ticker that, like, dis- displayed, like, the win-loss result? Thought, I thought that was a great how they had the, the AEW dark results being Yeah, definitely, and, yeah. And it wasn't just once. It was, like, probably once per hour that they were pulling mm-hmm. them up, but I thought that was really great. I thought that was yeah. – I mean – I'm I'm not saying WWE should do it, but I mean I wouldn't be mad if say like I you know, for people who may not watch certain shows and they're watching another show and they're like, Oh, by the way, so and so beat beat this person on SmackDown. And you're like, Oh, yeah. okay. I can understand why they're going against each other now, you know. But yeah, I thought this was a pretty good uh, a pretty good play on their part as far as uh showcasing because now people are gonna be like, Wait, what's yeah. AW Dark? You know, if they don't know already. So yeah, that was a smart exactly. a smart play. Definitely. And so after the win right here, and you know, like we said, Abaddon would get the victory. She exits, and then uh, Brody Lee's music hits, and uh, Dark Order enters. Uh, Evil Uno and Grayson, they uh, walk over to Colt Cabana, who's standing in the crowd, and they hand him, like, a manila uh, envelope, and it has, yeah. like, the insignia that Brody's, you know, you've seen on Brody's gear and stuff with the eye. And the, yeah, kind of like I, the, I would assume the snake or, like, Medusa type yeah, of like deal. A, or, like, the – I know Bray had one. It was, it was like, like an octopus at one or, point. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking. You're talking about like 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 a Hydra type of thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely looks like that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, and then so Colt, yeah, he basically looks at the contents inside and then exchanges a look with Brody. And, you know, then at the same time, the Dark Order, they're helping Anna Jay get to her feet. And then they all just kind of usher her out, you know, and they walk away together in unison yeah. through the tunnel. So that, that was interesting. And then did Colt leave with him or he just, no, he just stood there, right? Looking at the. Yeah, while wow. Isaiah like, was being too, too too nosy. Like, yeah, you know, he over here like, is is this my figs from from the major wrestling fig show? From did this finally come in the mail? It's <laughs> no, nah, it was just really. I was like, dude, you looked at it a couple of times. And you keep having the same uh, furrowed mm-hmm. brow on your face, yeah. while as Isaiah uh, Cassidy is automatically knowing and understanding the severity of the situation. <laughs> yeah, I feel like sometimes <laughs> those guys, I, I would love for them to jump up like three years in age because I feel like they're excited and there's nothing wrong with that, but their their excitement limits like what they could deliver. And I feel like it, they end up having, they kind of jump the gun and like creative responses and stuff like that. Cause like, yeah. To me, just, it didn't yeah. take away from it that bad, but like he could have easily no. like kind of ruined that shot for Colt, you know. What like I mean? you trying know, to dead ass, you know. They're, they're not on BT anymore, dead ass. So you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because that could have easily been misconstrued as like, are you trying to get yourself over? You know what I mean? Oh no, I could see. I mean, but there's people that do that. You know, Conan was always, always trying to make sure he was right next to uh, Eric Bischoff during the NWO promos, which is smart yeah, man. yeah, said that. Smart man, yeah. But after that, yeah, we have, uh, you know, Soul of the Earth, MJF, yeah. going against Billy Gunn, who's uh, joined by his sons Austin and Colton Gunn. Yeah, how did you feel uh, about this match? Because I know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit over and be like, oh, you're the biggest Billy Gunn fan I know. But, I mean, obviously, when it came to us. I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm a gun guy. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, when it came to us with the New Age Outlaws, we're definitely having affinity for them. Um, and we mm-hmm. both had our, 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 our favorite guys, so to speak. But, yeah, I mean, first of all, Billy's a he's, – he's tougher than a son of a gun, obviously. Um, yeah. I mean, the, I will say the match was longer than I thought it was going to be, but yeah. that's not a complaint. Um, no. I thought they were just going to kind of just let MJF tear through him, you know, give him some extra clout for being, you know, a yesteryear Hall of Famer, you know what I mean, of, of sorts. But – Nah, he held his own. I, 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 to me, I liked some of the early on back and forth, the young bull trying to take on the the vet spot. You know, him walking off through the tunnel, and then yeah, he chases after him and picks him up over yeah. his shoulder and brings well, him back to the ring and they, stuff like that. Like, they had an early they're doing spot. the Fargo strut and all that stuff. Yeah, that, well, that was well, funny. They had an early spot where he looked like he was gonna try to run and I think like attack him and then he like turned around and he was like then he was like oh no that's what it was I think he was trying to throw him into the ropes but he he realized he's too like he's bigger than him he can't do it so he's like yeah. what are you doing and he's like oh a little bit of sportsmanship <laughs> it was like yeah like he was yeah, to yeah, yeah. The whole time. Uh, yeah that, that was, yeah he was he was in rare form or not rare form but true form I should say no we're talking sure. about the ceiling of professional wrestling guys but you know uh, we did get uh, MJF. Um, who did get the win here following the uh, dynamite diamond ring? Uh, as, as yeah, I, I love I love how they set set this up because I was gonna say you know they've been teasing dissension with Wardlow and MJF, um, and I was gonna say the camera kind of caught a face that Wardlow had when yeah. MJF did walk off off the tunnel. I didn't um, see that. Then when he came out and then did the Fargo strut, you hear him calling him Max. Max yeah. turn around. And he goes, "No, don't worry about it, buddy." You know, and it's just like, so I thought, you know, so. Like, no, 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 you're right. Yeah, because he kept pointing behind him. Yeah, yeah. 
Like he exactly. was like, yo, so, but, look out behind you. Yeah, exactly. You know, but he, he, you know, doing the, he's doing a good job as a heavy, you know what I mean? But he looked like, man, this guy's like not taking it seriously or something, you know, but he got involved. And when the ref was distracted, he got four good shots on Billy's leg, you know, yeah, into that yeah. post. And uh, yeah, so I loved how, you know, he, he would try to go for the famous or twice he goes for one of his own. He backflips, and then he catches him with famous. Or finally, that would bring Wardlow on the apron. Who? What do you think about the way he threw the diamond ring? Because I mean, he is it, bigger it than. It could have been a little bit smoother. That's where... how I thought too. Because Aubrey's sharp, you know what I mean? Aubrey, especially yeah, when I mean, she caught his his hands getting the leverage. That's the, the problem. That's the problem with building Aubrey up as sharp as she is. Is now you have to work double time to get people to believe that she wouldn't catch mm. it as opposed to just any other referee in the ring, which is mm. not necessarily a bad thing, but you know, it, it also keeps definitely them on something toes to... creatively, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, yeah I agree. It, it could have been maybe if he would have thrown it a little bit higher over her shoulder instead of just straight across her shoulder. Um, mm-hmm. but great catch by by uh by Max, though. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah no, the, definitely. The, the quick one motion, like the single motion of punch pull ring off and dip you know leave it in in, in mm-hmm. tights and he just falls on his back into the pin you know yeah great timing, great you know it's just, yeah the guy's good but you know we did get the uh the win here um mm-hmm. loaded uh right hand with the diamond diamond uh, dynamite diamond ring followed by protected uh, billy gun too say it again it said protected billy gun low-key if you think yeah, about no, 100 you know and mm-hmm. but you know what i i uh enjoyed uh to be honest, was the post match beatdown? Um, you had I did because that was actually, dude. You know, I mean, we complained Lucha was about some bombs actually. Yeah, and, and you know, I was just gonna go back to like when they attempted this before. Me and you had like a high criticism on like Lucha's temperament. You know, the fact that like Wardlow tosses Marco like nothing into the guardrail and he's just seething and doesn't even touch. Like we were talking about how like man, this is not done well. We were waiting for them to touch when they got into the that battle royal. I think one of them got – it wasn't even worth it. You know what I'm saying? So, it looks like they're hitting the reset button, which I liked. And then – so, th- I did not expect it to go as well. I mean, I love the trash talk during the match by MJF to Jungle Boy. And he was returning it and saying, you know, I was just this close to beating you to shutting you up, you know. But, yeah, when they confronted him and it turned into a huge brawl, I did not expect it to go that big. So I no. thought that was a good look for everybody and, and, involved. And you saw Jungle Boy even, like, just jump. He would just, like, get up and just jump on top of the crowd, too. It was it was, it was mm-hmm. a bedlam, as they like to say, over at the – As they uh, love to say, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, you know, from here, uh, and if I'm, if I'm uh, missing a segment or so, because I'm just going by the matches here, if I miss yeah, oh, it, it, yeah, it was just uh, uh, Marvez um, being called a fathead by uh, Jericho. He oh, was yeah. interviewing well, that, the that, sex that gods, was... and uh, yeah, it, it was it was fun. You know, they just did their puns and said, you know, they're, they're Cassie likes to be a funny guy, and last week wasn't so funny. Yeah, and he beat the pulp out of orange and beat him to a pulp, and we're blood brothers, which made no sense. And, and blood is thicker than orange juice. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, you know, things that only Jericho can get yeah, over. Yeah, can get know, away with, so. yeah. Um, and then uh, we also had Sh- uh, Skiavone. He had an interview with Britt Baker. Yeah, uh, which yeah, yeah. I, I like this because, um, you know, he announces Penelope Ford is going to be uh, getting a shot at uh, Sheeta's title at Fighter Fest. Uh, and then Baker is just like, oh, well, the facts are, you know, I got a broken leg. I'm a conspiracy victim. And Tony, you're in a lot of shit. Yeah, you, you know, just, and add, you you know, just lost yeah, the top add, interview. <laughs> exactly. Adds like TNT's gonna be pissed at him for doing so. And 
they're officially on a friendship timeout, you know, and then she cues Rebel to, or, you know, to, to start up the Rolls Royce, but it's Big Swole at the wheel instead. Hey, I was going to ask how you felt about the, the Big Swole spot with, you know, I've, because the only reason, obviously, because everyone, they, they hate when they parody anything WWE or mention them. So it's like, obviously, you know, where yeah. to, you know, th- it, that's the ultimate, you know, it's the, the Undertaker, Teddy, and, and Stephanie thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Of course. Like, I didn't mind it. You know, yeah, yeah, where, I, I, you know he, she did it her own thing, where it's two doctor. Yeah. And I just think, like, it, it was done in jest. It wasn't done with, you know, how they zoomed in and try to make it all like super like whoa you know I mean, yeah, it was you know, supposed like to be funny blue, and, and purple smoke inside and shit and, and yeah yeah and, and i think the difference too is like it, it wasn't like it's okay this yeah she she used to you know i don't know if she worked for nxt full-time but she was in a may young a couple times right but yeah. like that's better her like kind of doing a joke than like jr who has a long time tenure with wwe you, could, you know, and mentioning something because to me, it's more like, hey, you know, um, we're not going to deny that WWE Exist. you know, existed. Yeah. yeah, like like they do everyone else. But if it's JR, it just sounds like, damn, dude, can you know, like I said, like, you know, he didn't get I didn't hear anything this week. And you might prove me wrong, but he always has, like I said, his his shoehorn attitude era you know, reference on the AEW broadcast, which I think hurts the broadcast sometimes. No, dude, but, and, and this has been going on for a while. I was watching uh, the old Fighter Fest the other day, unsanctioned, Joey Janela versus John Moxley. You get Joey Janela bringing out a, a table, and then immediately, well, we ain't got Diva on here, but we got Wood. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, man, even back then, I guess I was so – enamored by the brand new smell of the brand new Corvette in town that I, I just didn't even mm. notice that big ass bug yeah. that splashed on the windshield, you know? Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't see this, this, this wood panel is barely hanging on over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, oh, it's just a picture of an engine, not the actual engine inside. All right. Mm. Uh, but, but no, from here we get the uh, TNT title, uh, you know, it's been you know, said, yep. Yeah. And it's been said on, online, you know, Cody's going to get the mystery opponent handpicked by his coach, Arn Anderson. And, and, and he uh, made yeah, it a point I, to say that it wasn't anyone in AEW, which is another mm-hmm. statement that he had put out saying that it, the challenge was open to those not in AEW. But, yeah, it was mm-hmm. – this was a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, am, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with uh, Ricky Starks. I am mm-hmm. uh, from watching his time on NWA. He was one of the very few homegrown guys that weren't someone that came from somewhere else that were just a good fit for that company. You know, like gotcha. Eli Drake okay. and, and, and the Ken Andersons. Like, Ricky Starks, is, mm-hmm. he's great. He's good. Um, he actually actually was uh, – he did some uh, extra work for, with, with WWE back in the day. I can't remember who he was uh, on screen. Yeah, because he, yeah, he looked really familiar. You know, like, he um, – I thought his his video package was pretty good. I like the way uh, – well, first of all, I love the way that Cody kicked off this segment when he kind of, you know, pointed out, like, yeah, you know, he had that cure, cure you know, and, 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 you know, I got to credit you second week in a row. I don't know. Is it like nodding to like Cody of old? Cause he's like pointing out like, Oh, like, am I, you know, he's questioning his status with like, you know, with the elite and the nightmare yeah, like, family. Cause he's pointing out how nobody from each camp came and helped them out. But quickly assures like, I don't want to not be part of him, but yeah. You know, yeah. But he, yeah. Yeah. But, oh, but then ends it by saying makes you wonder though, which was kind of weird, you know, but then he, he does a really good dusty, you know, introduction to Arn for, and for yeah, Arn, Arn yeah. Bring, 
and brings out uh was an absolute Ricky Starks. And yeah. uh yeah, I thought the video package was pretty impressive. Um, you know, he said, you know, Cody's talking about put me on the track with anybody else smoke him. Uh shoes are on tight and I'm you know, what was it he said? He uh he said something about uh he's ready to go the distance. That's what it was, you know. So he um, but, he's yeah. a great talker. He he has great charisma and he's good in the ring, but he's a great talker. Um if you ever have a chance to look up uh any of his because uh, I don't know if you if you remember the interview style for NWA Power, they kind of just had like kind of like the old mm. school NWA, you know, with, with the Ric Flair stuff. They had a little uh, yeah. stand right there. Dave Marquez is, you know, had letting them talk and stuff like that. But yeah, he's great. Ladies love him. He's uh, yeah. he this and, and I don't know if you saw they actually ended up signing him. Um, he's with All Elite now. Oh, that's the set. So is he going to do multiple things, or is, is he still? Or he I mean, actually not free is a free. Agent, I don't know if you saw, but he said he was a free agent. He's I guess no longer with NWA. Um, well, because, hey man, when the opportunity knocks, you let it in, or it's gonna give well, you a stunner. Hell yeah! I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> hell yeah, man! But I, no lie, when I when I saw it was Ricky Starks, I was like, oh shit, the NWA partnership is really happening. You know what I mean? Like this is really. Bro, cool. we've been. It, it, and, and oh, so, I see. You know, so that's what mm. I was thinking at first, but I mean, not to say it's not, but well, you know, I don't want to put too much eggs in that basket. Everyone's kind of well. You know, I mean, their own it, he got a good look. I thought. I mean, it was a very competitive matchup. I mean, uh, he did hit a pretty nice superplex on him. There was a time too, or earlier on, I yeah. should say, before the superplex, where he like whipped him pretty nasty into that middle rope, you know, rib first. But uh, they, you know, they kind of have dueling pin attempts, and Cody would, uh, you know, do what he does. He he has that cool way of like. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what the move, what, how you, what you call the maneuver, but he, you know, basically pulls your arm from behind, you know what I mean? And he's able to snap off at uh, crossroads, like almost oh, yeah. out of nowhere, you know what I mean? So, but yeah. it spikes him again, you know what I mean? He's, he's starting to, <laughs> I don't know if this is on purpose or if these dude, young guys are like, yeah, was... yeah, drill me, dude, drill me. Just, yeah, drill me, bro. Pick and do it, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, so it's, the... uh, uh, the one thing that was I don't I noticed is they did uh you know have um footage of Jake Hager intently watching the match yeah uh, from definitely. the back so you know that's that's always one of the go to you know things to pull out when you're still building a uh, a feud and you know I didn't mind it I really didn't um yeah but yeah I thought this was good uh you had yeah you know what and what better way for a guy like Ricky Starks to show up than the you know sh uh, challenge for the title have a great match with Cody and then also get that on air <coughs> sorry about that you know with sorry Cody and and then you know also get that on air cosign from Arn Anderson you know what I mean so uh oh yeah definitely as someone that was that he seeked out personally definitely yeah you said he and, took notes yeah. on, you know i mean you know regardless of what storyline part of that is true but it, it's it, it makes a difference you know gave this yeah, guy a video and, package and everything and i actually enjoyed his music his music was pretty fun yeah um, both men you know they would shake hands afterwards which you know that shows a lot about sportsmen oh that's what and, i was gonna you know. bring up i've been like you said more and more as far as like the build with with cody and you see the battle embroiling and in, in, inside of him little by little mm -hmm. i've been noticing like this time he took off his belt and it looked like he was frustrated, which is why he took off the weight belt, but then he just ends up throwing it in the crowd. But, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. been doing that the last couple of matches. It's been weird. Like, I, I remember he went for it against Darby, too, and he changed his mind, you know. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's an internal battle, as they say. But, uh, no, from here we get some tag team action. Super, uh, super bad Death Squad versus the Young I, Bucks. I, I did see um, that they I finally had, changed it. 
What's uh yeah, definitely they did. I think they they're like, let's cool it off for a couple of weeks. It's kinda <laughs> kinda real in these streets, you know what I mean? Um, but this uh they did get some new music though and an act yeah, they did. Challenge. I thought it was a good touch. I was just gonna um, say that I had their, to their like entrance, kinda, I thought I like their entrance when all three of them came out together. I felt like it was a real uh total package type of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, when uh, it's like feels complete versus like, you know, having them feel separate, you know what I mean? Yeah, so still trying to figure but, it out, so to speak. Yeah. But no, I, you know, I, I actually like this match um and i liked a lot of what kip sabian and uh and uh jimmy havoc were doing as well um you know i didn't get a chance to see the first half of this match because i saw how long it was and i knew we had to you know i had to try to cram for the session so i got to a point happens in the second and uh second half of it anyways i mean yeah that's that definitely would have seemed like but yeah go ahead yeah, it, the only thing that was that came off really weird to me about this is like, why the need to continue having the butcher and the blade involved in this? Uh, yeah, man, because it, it's just too many people that, it, and it looks clunky. Like, you know, it's just weird to see, you know, four tag teams, and I get that they're trying to do stuff that hasn't been seen, but it's like they got to be a little smart because even you know, not to fast forward to the match because we got you know we got some good vintage stuff from the Bucks, risky business, etc. You know, yeah. Yeah, um, and and, and, and I, I thought it was over once Sabian hit his foot stomp because I know Matt's been selling those ribs, you know what I'm saying? True. And, um, yeah, and you know, but but then I thought, see, that's the thing too is I, I, Matt, dude, I like Matt a lot, but he's really got to think about not you can't pull off the double northern lights and have a, a rib problem, no, you know what I'm saying? So, and you well, can't it just do logically it after it makes the no sense stomp. to go for it at all, exactly. Exactly, but I mean, and then of course they hit super kick party. They'll hit, uh, they do, you know, uh, what I call an indie favorite. You know that whole thing where they basically hoist someone's partner onto the, yeah, the other. I, I, we haven't seen that style. one in a while, but that's definitely yeah. Like, keep that on the super indies. It's, it's cool to see, but keep it on the indies because yeah, no one's gonna pull it out that. all the time. But you could tell they were just doing it to like kind of go through their gambit of like stuff, you know? Because even the fact that. They, you know, they did that because, like, you know, like I said, the tombstone style. They all go ahead and hit the, uh, you know, the basement super kicks to the knees to make him tombstone his own partner. Then they do the uh, double uh, Kamigoye knee yeah. strike, which was never really their thing, you know. So no. it's funny that they still do it from the Golden Elite days, but they would do that for the win. And then, uh, like you said, Butcher and Blade would kind of run in and uh, just almost like immediately and just like ambush the Bucks. FTR, they'll rush in, they fight them off. Um, this is something I thought that was like, you know, back to the clunkiness, you know. So FTR, they would whip Butcher to the ropes, obviously try to, you know, I'm assuming going for the Goodnight Express, going to have to get used to saying that off the tongue. Yeah, but then no. the Bucks, they slide in, and, you know, they hit that, yeah. that super kick party. But you notice how they go right, they slide like almost unorthodox. <laughs> they they, they, to, they like gave them the, them the least get, amount of room, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, to, to try to get out the way. And it just seemed like, yeah, so you guys got to stop, like, getting into, like, I don't want to see you guys get into marks, like, you know, in, in terms of, like, the X or the Q spot, you know what I mean, on the floor where you need to go to your next spot. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's just, I hate when it's noticeable. But they would go ahead and try to top super kick party with, uh, you know, they do hit the good night. Is it good night special or good night express? express. See? Uh, yeah, see, I, I, well, well, well they had them. They both the, what they call them like twin mind breakers. Even though it was just yeah, yeah, it was it the was a, uh, indie a, taker and yeah, a mind a, breaker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say it wasn't even they the but but you know what? <laughs> One thing I I, I kind of took from from them pulling out all their old tricks 
is I feel like they did, they did that on purpose because you got FTR who are all fists, no flips, and mm. they were doing a lot of it, but showing how they can make it effective. You know what I mean? Uh, that's kind of mm. how I, I was I was taking it because the only reason why I went there is you can kind of hear their commentary or you know them saying stuff to them outside the ring. You know, um, mm-hmm. some of it actually uh, supportive while they're in the match. So. I, I kind of that's maybe maybe I'm putting yeah, this no, it, it, but I felt like it no, kind of no, adds no. to it you know yeah it wasn't a bad segment at all like to me I felt like you gotta like like you said like opposite styles but then at the end it's like we're different but similar still you know because they still do a spike pile driver type maneuver they just do their own spin on it you know what I'm saying so I thought that was pretty cool how you know they do that and course they do a little standoff but they're like standing triumphant and what i thought you know you hear the whole crowd shouting ae dub which i thought was pretty cool you know what i mean so no yeah de- uh, definitely um and uh this, did we get the moxley uh I, I, oh you mean the you mean the one that re restored my faith in the main event at biter fest after brian Mun- mumble mouth cage came in and ruined his dude his all i'm gonna say was, is like why are you in the middle of nowhere with your gear on Bro, first first sentence on my notes. Brian Cage in full gear looking dumb while Taz does all the talking per usual. It, it just it just like okay, but you showed up last week outside it, it, the arena, street clothes. Half half gear, half yeah, gear. Yeah, street clothes, jeans and some shoes and no shirt. And then now you're like you're completely away from the arena. You're like, oh that this is when I wear my, my ring gear. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't get that. Uh but you know, but, like Taz is coming up, like he's coming off like he's redundant. He, he sets him up, and then he's like lifting him up to make the shot, like a little kid. You know what I mean? if that makes sense? Like it's like he's throwing yeah. the ollie, and then at the same time he's also trying to overcompensate the failed delivery, and then hammers it to home. If them, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, because like that's because. He he calls Moxley rotten son of a bitch. Basically says, "Hey, you, you're a miserable son of a bitch." Yeah, coming from the guy that from decades Hook, ago from Red Hook of Brooklyn, you know, like yeah. But it's just funny though too because he starts off the thing to my, oh yeah, we're over here, whey protein, body guy stuff. It's like, bro, you have never been a body guy. No, <laughs> you know bro. What I'm you've like, been a you you were always a like suplex guy. You like know the, what I mean? so, the only other thing that that threw me in this promo with Taz's wording is you know you got. And then Cage, like, I don't know if I want to take his head off, uh, uh, drill his head in the mat, or take his title. And then, then you got Taz, like, huh, what's well, what's better? I'm like, yeah, that was uh, a the dumb championship. Response. None of that shit means nothing without the cha- like all this talk yeah, I've been talking means yeah. nothing without the belt. Yeah, it was it was almost like he was trying to attempt like, well, why not all three? But it's like, well, what's better doesn't achieve that. And it was I, just I a lame. Heard, I heard a lame. Pitch. I heard Cage. Yeah. It, it was. And I did hear Cage drop that who better than Cage, like, during one of his squash matches. And I remember thinking, like, okay, bro, I don't know what you're doing. Like, you're already, like, Wolverine, okay? Uh, you, you know what I mean? In, in this whole thing, you're, you're, like, you're taking the whole who better than Cage to who's better than Canyon. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Taz is lending you his catchphrase. It's like, Cage, we know you're a star, bro. This is crazy. Like, you don't need all these handicaps in my life. Because he does break his, his silence, at least. But, again, well, like I said, he's got mutton mouth. Like, he's, I, 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 can't, I can't wait. Uh, uh, I can't wait to fight her first, Taz. And it's just like, Taz, come make the save. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he just coined Drill Claw City, which I don't even know if I want that to be a thing. But 
Uh, yeah. There can't be more than one city. There's already a Claymore County or whatever it's called. Like, <laughs> country. I'm sorry. But still, geez. But John Moxley, like I said, restores my faith in this main event because he has a vignette and uh, basically says his motivation for being in the business is the fact he has demons. And the only way to keep him at bay is hurting people in the ring. And now basically Cage's path, because, you know, who can stop the path of Cage? Uh, his path is crossing his path. And uh, he kind of flips his, you know, Taz's deal by saying, beat me if you can. And he says, survive if you are the kind of miserable son of a bitch that can survive the deep water that I'm going to drag you into. But it was well well delivered. Definitely a, a dope vignette. What do you think? Yeah, I I thought the, uh, again, you know, last week we got a live Mox uh, promo here, which I thought was great. But, you know, in terms of the energy he put, into it before getting off, you know, subsequently attacked by Cage. But this week, I, I, I liked it. You know, they had a little bit of, a, you know, um, edits and effects that they were able to put on it to make it look really, really gritty, really good. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I agree. agree. Just watching John's promo made me want to watch him go to war with Cage. Um, Definitely. And, and, and that's the thing. No, it's, it's not a knock on Cage. It's like, it just it just serves nobody for not not the people involved, you know, certainly to kind of push this match so prematurely without any real build outside of I mean, he says it in his promo, like, oh, so you just climb the ladder and grab a gimmick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of just what it is. Um I mean he's not gonna mince words, I know that. So. Yeah, you know, so um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely, uh, like I said, it, it kind of restored a little bit of faith with me. Um, I mean, I, you know, that goes into saying that obviously following this main event here, we're about to cover real, real uh, briefly, uh, a lot more additions added to the fighter fest card. So, um, you know, definitely yeah. interesting leading into, uh, you know, the full card development of that, but, um, yeah, I wasn't even going to say if you, if you don't mind, I was even going to proceed it with the announcements for next week as well. Yeah, go ahead. Because, uh, so, you know, they announced Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy, which one we won't know yet. Uh, Mr. Brody Lee. And Actually, Cole he put Cabana. out a video today. Um, Sammy Guevara, but he picked, uh, he said he wanted old school, Matt, whatever old school is, uh, oh, he, okay. he said either way, he's still old. Something like that. Oh, I'm with that. And then, yeah, this next match. Um, so this was, I guess, the contract or what the contents were in that manila envelope we would hear um, that Cole Cabana received earlier in the night. It was a match for him and Brody Lee to tag versus Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela, which would be interesting. Uh, we got a Lumberjack. Oh, okay. yeah. Lumberjack match, which hmm. I think is a good way to do this. Uh, Wardlow versus Luchasaurus. Okay, um, I was wondering about that because I saw Tony Khan. Um, he commented on, on a picture that J- Janela posted from that that brawl, where mm-hmm. he was the only person not grabbing anyone or pushing anyone back. He was just standing in front of everyone, like just like, "Yep, mm, that's right here." But it, I forgot he had like some fu- funny caption like, uh, uh, "Yeah, I'm just here with all my friends are getting beat up, and I'm I'm doing nothing, something like that," you know. And then you see Tony <laughs> commented, "He's like." Yeah, I think there was a reason why we we didn't pick you as one of the uh, the lumberjacks for next week, and I was like, "What is he talking about?" So I figured it had to be something uh, announced. So yeah, so there's a lumberjack match. You say Luchasaurus and Wardlow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Should be good. It's it's I mean, it's, it's got potential. It'll be the it, first it lumberjack does, match in the company. It does, but it's just one of those things where I feel like 
I get what they're doing. They're they're it's a slow burn slash tease. But mm-hmm. I hate when they do that. Like I've never I never really been a big fan of the lumberjack concept, to be honest. Um it's just True. a bunch yeah. of guys that are out there that want to beat up anyone that it's goes a, out there. It, yeah, it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick, yeah. You know, so it's like for me to finally they'll probably, see these they'll two, probably you know, properly go. in a ring and it has to be surrounded by, you know, a bunch of wrestlers, but you yeah, know. they'll probably cross stream some some uh, storylines as well. I'm yeah, sure. that's the only the reason. I mean, because there's way too many people on the card right now that have something going on that were actually involved with pushing people back. Um, but I digress. We did get the uh, yeah. oh, there, oh no, there, was, there was a few more matches right for for next week. Yeah, yeah. John Moxley will also be in action with Taz on commentary, and the Natural Nightmares will take on our boys FTR. And uh, you were also talking about. The uh, updates for the Fighter Fest card, and of course, we got Cody defending the TNT title against Jake Hager. Uh, Penelope Ford getting that uh, earlier mentioned uh, title match against Sakura Shida, and John Moxley, of course, going against Brian Cage. Uh, we did get a Britt Baker update. I don't know if it, I mean it's basically she got dumped in a dumpster, and yeah. it, it was just kind of funny because she got kind of got pissed and fires Rebel and. Rebel is like kind of like oh so I'm free and then she rescinds the offer of being fired yeah, and, and, and then, then and then adds, the, the friendship timeout from earlier it, it, yeah. yeah she played she played it pretty good and no, then yeah, she, she you know basically really tell Swole you know I'm gonna I'm gonna get you if it's the last thing I do you know what I mean I again I feel like Jericho is really helping with with a lot of these things but uh now that brings us to the main event you were talking about the sex gods versus the uh, best friends what did you think about this my dude. Um, you know what? I thought this was pretty good. I mean, Jericho, Sammy, they're always going to be great together. Um, mm-hmm. Sammy, again, you know, we, we talk about him a lot. Shining star, definitely going to be one of the feature heavy hitters for AEW along, you know, the likes of the MJFs and the, the Jungle Boys and, you know, many more of the worlds. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed this. Uh, I mean, not to speed past everything, I did enjoy uh, how well they kind of uh, had Orange hidden out there. Um, yeah, because I, I didn't even think about it till the lake trip happened. And I was just like, ah, that was a little too good. And I, I ran it back and I was like, oh, okay, I see what's going on. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, I, I, mean, I agree. I, I didn't even think about it. Well, because when you think about it, you know, WWE, they do that spot all the time, but it's usually too obvious. Like, I think the last time I remember they did it was with actually uh, Moxley as Dean Ambrose uh, against like what, Seth or something? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know what I like too was the fact that they were smart. They put him in black. They didn't put any jeans on him like at all. They had a face mask on. Yeah, yeah, the AW face know. mask, which really helps. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, thought it was and, pretty cool. And then out of yeah. nowhere, you know, at the end of the match, you know, he went from uh, <laughs> well, not to speed pass. He, he he did get it, get him a little bit of some uh, payback here uh, on La, La Champion, uh, Chris Jericho. And I oh, thought it was yeah. funny how he went from uh, no shirt, you know, oh. shirtless and jeans, or, you know, black pants, and then like, uh, they, they, oh yeah, <laughs> the camera does like one that, shot. Yeah, they yeah they show <laughs> that graphic basically uh, of, of making uh, the best friends versus Omega and Page official of Fighter Fest. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Like he's got he's got the the black with no shirt, and then they come back from the graphic, and it's like jacket shades yeah and it's like well they actually what? also announced uh you know jericho now taking on orange cassidy at fighter fest as well oh wow that's gonna be insane because yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie i did i, I enjoyed this match um one of the things i did like was when well, we got matt hardy on the commentary which was cool 
Uh, Sammy, of course, butchered Judas again on his way to the ring. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what and, but one about. thing, <laughs> but one thing I liked was they highlighted that the reason why the contendership was on the line was because that was the only way that the sex gods would accept. Yeah, would agree to match. Yeah, and I didn't, and I, and not once did I hear that, you know, and I felt like, man, that really could have been, you know, communicated yeah, it, it, it a helps better. anchor it down. Yeah. Definitely, because everyone was talking about, huh, where, where, where'd that come from? You know, but again, you know, they're going to talk about it again in the, in, the, in the comments, man, and they're going to not hear it on commentary, which is like, that's where you hear all the news, guys. That's how we get the info anyway. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, yeah, there was good stuff. You know, I love the spear uh, early on, but like when Jericho was able to, you know, the ref distracted and he was able to use Floyd to get a little rib shot to, yeah. to Trent, you know, and just... You know, just really heal it up and stuff like that. Uh, the only uh, thing that I thought was I was entertained by was uh, I think Sammy got crotched at one point on top, and he said, "Oh no, my Spanish guy," <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> but um, you know, the best friends, I love them, and they're going to be goofy. It, I admit the the Doomsday style superplex is fun, but it just defies brain psychology. Yeah, really I mean that does. that. It's it really just it, it, like I I get that because of the height, it should hurt the guy more than you. But you guys should still be hurt, you know. And they yeah, just no. Well, pop, I mean, pop right up. Like it's, I, I could only imagine the the practice that went into making sure that the guy that's getting tossed over is, you know what I mean, is not like mm-hmm. who's pretty much getting doomsday. Is is you know what I mean? It's still in one yeah. piece. But um, but yeah, yeah that was dynamite but, for the week. Yeah, because yeah, Trent will hit Crunchy, which he doesn't hit all the time. But, uh, yeah, he gets the win. And uh, that was that on that side of the battle line, my friend. Yeah, and as uh, we uh, creep on over to the other side, uh, we did get uh, uh, two championship matches um, this week for NXT. Mm. It uh, opened up with a, uh, I mean, kind of uh, ironic, two tag team championship matches opening up both shows this week. But we did get the reigning champions Imperium. With uh, Fabian Eichner as well as Marcel Bartel taking on uh, Marsupial and Fa- Fabio is 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 that Fabio? Yeah, um, I wasn't mad at this. Uh, out of all the other ones they've done, this was probably the one that made me laugh for reals. So that, that was pretty funny. Yeah, um, yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't mad because they kind of prefaced it with that you know video package last. Yeah, week. exactly. So, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't bad, but and you know they did the, the mean, house music version of the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Walter theme song. Yeah, yeah, that that was pretty funny. That was pretty. Funny. I mean, the the thing I was impressed with was the um, you know, they hit that like crazy kind of like assisted flapjack to breeze face first into that plexiglass. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Was, breezes, yeah, breezes, a, he could sell, man. But that, yeah, that looked very gnarly. Um, at one point, Indu Share does show up with uh, Malcolm Bivens, and they kind of threaten to approach the ring, but then the Britain Brawlers, one two punch, they run in and kind of fight them off before they interrupt the match. Uh, Fabian takes advantage, basically, and, and, and basically hits Fandango with, like, a mid-style snap DDT yeah, I, for the I, win. That, I thought that, it was a lame, lame finish. Dude. I, yeah, was I thought it was, that. too. Um, you know, they, they th- what happened was Fandango tried to roll up the wrong guy who wasn't legal, so he just, mm-hmm. you know. I get that, but I, I mean, yeah, I mean the way he, yeah, the way he set him up and the way you got the DDT capitalized, it, it, it was logical, but it was just yeah. like, damn, just, you gonna play Dango like that? I, I, I guess Jericho me, at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen someone win off a of DDT uh, outside of Alexa Bliss, you know. So yeah, word, word. Yeah, it's just you know, I I, I kind of felt the same way, but then I, uh, to be honest, I was kind of weirded out by the brawl, uh, you know, post post match where you got. Yeah. Uh, you know, Birch and uh, Lorkin, 
Uh, I mean, what is up. this, AEW? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's – I don't know. Um, but, you know, following this, uh, you know, we did yeah. have Imperium uh, beating Emporium. <laughs> I didn't yeah. remember yeah. I didn't mention that part. Uh, but true. we did uh, get an uh, interview with uh, Velveteen Dream yeah. on the couch. Yeah, um, and uh, does not know Dexter Loomis is hiding behind said couch. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, maybe, I didn't see maybe... him, but I figured he – they didn't show him on camera, but I figured it was one of the, the, the oh, times they I did. down while, while listening. Oh, okay, yeah, because when it started, you see his head pop up from, like, right behind him in the couch or, like, behind the couch because he's laying on the couch. And he just lowers – it just pops up and just comes right on down. Like, it's nothing. It's like, <laughs> okay, so he's there. But oh, he, you can tell he has, like, no idea. And then, like, well, you know – Obviously, Tom Phillips does the interview, and while he's busy talking, he leaves like that sketch, which is basically depicted, you know, exaggerated versions of them. Yeah, it's like a caricature. Yeah, yeah. And and I didn't, I didn't mind. That. I was like, oh, I, I guess I never thought about them as like a team. I guess I no, was trying no, to figure out no. where it has to be. Alistair Black and Velveteen, like we said almost a year ago. The odd couple always <laughs> always wins them over. <laughs> well, I, I guess I'm guess I'm wondering if that's what this is all about because I've been pretty curious about like just like there's are no they real link. Gearing? Yeah, because it's like they're both kind of out there though. So it's like, is that what it's leading to? Like an eventual or eventual like team, then a mishap and a turn and an interesting like clash. I don't know, but uh, basically, Dream takes the sketch because he, he finally notices it and he calls it a uh, misunderstanding, saying basically, you know, him helping uh, Loomis last week was merely like a yeah, favor, favor owed because favor, he did, yeah. He, yeah, favor for a favor because he did the same thing for him at TakeOver. Um, and then reiterates he's a solo act, you know. But uh, from there, we get Damian Priest going against the returning Killian Dane. What do you think about this match? Um, it didn't really do a whole lot for me. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen these guys before. Mm-hmm. I was excited to see Dane back uh, because, you know, he hasn't been on TV. Same. Um, mm-hmm. I I, I want to say it was because of travel issues. I can't be sure 100%. I, I, but... that's, yeah, I, I didn't hear if he was – I, I didn't, did not hear that he was uh, injured or anything. So, no, I yeah. mean, last I heard – I mean, I, I believe he uh, he actually was the one that injured uh, Damien in that triple mm-hmm. threat, you know, kayfabe. Uh, got them ribs, yeah. Yeah, so – um, so whereas I wasn't mad seeing Dane back, I just wish it wasn't against someone, you know, that and not to say it was an obvious win on Damian uh Priest's part, but, but I didn't yeah, but he's clearly gonna... getting the push. I, yeah, I yeah, you. currently, yeah, exactly. And 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 mm-hmm. I, I guess I felt like if he was gonna lose, I was like in my head, oh great, not another Killian Damian uh, you know, storyline, you know what I mean? So, yeah, and, and it's crazy too because, like, I, I hear what you're saying because it wasn't a bad match, but it's like because of the length, I felt like it kind of undermines anything that they did that was longer and more physical in the past because they have gotten way more physical. But, um, one of the things that bothered me in the match because I felt like, okay, I see he's selling his lower back from that whole still stairs spot from table. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And he was selling it early on. But then, like, later on in the match, I, 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 don't, I don't know if he was going for the Ulster Plantation. It's possible. But he turns it into, I will say, it was an impressive oh, victory, victory role. Yeah. But then it's like, bro, that's all lower back. And I just felt like that really diminished the psychology in the match a little bit for me, you know, personally. But, um yeah, besides that, he does get the win with the reckoning. Um, I mean, Dane did hit the divide, though. I mean, he, he didn't 
With no yeah. slouch. And, and he, and he had that what? really uh, Kudos crazy. to the commentary when he did because they really made it sound like something that should have ended the match. And he barely yeah, he no, actually barely got the shoulder up. Well, talking about what would have ended the match, I was going to comment on that cool, you know, guillotine leg drop he hit while uh, yeah. Priest was, like, kind of hung up on the middle rope, you know? Yeah, that was so – I, I mean, I, you know – For his size, yeah. yeah this you know, is the guy that we've seen hit the coast-to-coast -coast before the War Games match, so I'm sure he has a lot in his arsenal. That's that true. That's true, you know, yeah. Just mm -hmm. been waiting to kind of show off. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't that I wasn't uh, impressed with this match. It was a solid match, and I knew it was going to be a solid match because we've seen it before – um again you know damien needed somebody else killian needed somebody mm -hmm. else on his way back into the roster uh actively um but yeah that, that's all i got to say about that one i mean we did you know what i guess i think what going. it is too is it looks like they're pushing them you know like we said it looked like they were teasing a, a face turn with him kind of flirting with mckenzie and then like clashing you know with with, with grimes last week even though yeah, it was, I was a cheap shot that up. like because he did, you know, it was worth noting he did, you know, pull up uh, to uh, what the PC with with what a, what they say it was a challenger. Yeah, it looked like it was a, a yeah Dodge challenger, and I didn't even think anything of it either. Too no, I, um, I, the yeah, only reason that, why I knew is because Cameron Grimes was literally right behind it in his ring gear the entire time. Oh, I didn't even know. So like, soon as okay. he, soon as uh, Damian Priest got out the car, you see him scurry off behind whatever building oh. that it parked in front of. Oh, okay. I, I had no idea. Okay, I gotta go back and check it's that the out. Hat. But... You, you, he's walking in the background with his hat, and no shirt on. Got you. Okay. Yeah. But post match, the only thing I thought was worth yeah. noting, it wasn't was uh, you know, basically you see Dane's a little frustrated with the with the loss, but um, you see Stone, Robert Stone, who's kind of just been disheveled and unkempt, and he he uh, just looks like he's spider. drunk. Oh yeah, he looks drunk and leaning on the uh, barricade, and basically he smacks the plexiglass to <laughs> give him a little reality check and scare the crap out of him, out of uh, you know, basically out of frustration. But this kind of rolls into the next part, which is Aaliyah going against Zia Lee for like the third time, uh, and she, yeah, Leah comes out. She sees Stone on the floor. She helps him to his feet, you know, checks on him, and kind of escorts him to the ring before the match, you know. And I mean, this wasn't really much, um, you know. Basically, at some point. It was he a botched pin. That's stumbles. Yeah, it definitely was. But he stumbles onto the apron and, you know, trying to distract the ref. And instead he blows chunks in the ring. Yeah. You know, Leah gets the roll up. And, yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know if Zia Lee kicked out. No, she, or what, was, she rolled her up. But her – look, I, hey, I love the refs because the refs are like, mm -hmm. look, dude, my job's a shoot, all right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if, if you ain't covering her, her – keeping her shoulders on the mat, then that's just what it is. So I, yeah, I, you know. So I think that's just what it was at that point where, uh, in the angle she was trying to stack her up, she her shoulders came up and he called it. You know, so yeah, it was just real, so, real awkward type of thing. Um, definitely was. I and, mean, but I'm she hoping, would get the win with the second yeah, roll up attempt. You know, I, I, I'm I'm guessing this is I'm hoping I guess in this instance uh, for Aaliyah's sake and Zaylee's sake that uh, they can go their separate ways and this is a new direction for Aaliyah to start building whatever legacy she's yeah. trying to leave here in the, in the wrestling and, business. And, yeah. Finally flourished a little bit on her own without the Vanessa Bournes or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, cause I could see money in, in them pairing. And I mean, like you, you see the way, I mean, they were kind of celebrating. She was like, we did it. And he didn't even do anything with low chunks, you know? So, yeah. but, um, but uh, she, after we, I was going to say we get that Tim Thatcher vignette. Yeah, I wanted to bring it up because, you know, this is something that you were looking forward to seeing the follow-through on. I want to get your opinion on this. 
Um, it wasn't bad. It has me intrigued still. Um, you know, I, I was a, I was a fan of the presentation. Um, it made me think like, man, if this guy was really a trainer, which maybe he is like, he would intimidate me. You know what I mean? Like that, that's the way I was looking at it at, you know, and I really like how, you know, he basically picked up from, I called the last one orientation, you know what I mean? And he shows how to apply the Fujiwara arm bar, which I thought was kind of weird. That was like the first thing he did. Cause that's what he uses. You know what I mean? But yeah. I liked how he kind of toyed with the guy, but it was really just demonstrating how like different, like, techniques of clutches like enhance the damage or like give deeper damage in parts you yeah, know what i mean depending so, i guess what your uh intent is uh for your exa- opponent exactly you know and then of course he shows the double wrist lock same you know same kind of demonstration uh and what i like too is he ends the day and says day two will be tougher but tells him hey uh go ahead and clean clean this stuff up on the way out you know you guys are crying all over my ring <laughs> I was like, okay, that wasn't a bad touch, you know. So it wasn't bad. I thought it was gonna be a little longer, like maybe twenty seconds longer. But I want to see wh- where they go from here because it's, you know, that's his finish he's showing. So what other hold is he gonna show? You know, I, mean? I don't know if this this makes. I felt like I, I could. I think we can pull a little bit more curtness out of him, or a little bit more uh, rough. I mean, he's already rough around the edges, but I felt like he was a little boring with his delivery in this. Mm. But I like where they're what they were the target they were trying to hit. If that makes sense, um, and then not all of it was Steve boring. Blackman a little bit. Yeah, you know, but there's nothing wrong with the seriousness. But I think he can add a little bit, a, a tiny bit of intensity, or even if it's like uh, the least bit of intensity in the in the form of a a Jake the Snake, where it's like just the way the coldness of how you say something. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah, um, definitely. But I think there's still there's still room to go up on this. I'm not I'm not uh disinterested just yet i definitely want to just see a little bit more from this and it's for all i know this could be this first shot at push pushing any type of uh vignette with any type of personality based character uh in his career mm-hmm. so you know this is probably a learning uh process for him as well um yeah no definitely but let me ask you a and, question uh, man mm-hmm. where can i get the recommendation for uh dr kyle for the therapy <laughs> session he had with Undisputed Era. Ah, uh, yeah, that, that was pretty good. I love how they kept it real in-house, as they say. Uh, yeah. yeah, this was Undisputed Therapy. Uh, the Fishman and uh, Adam Cole would pick a variety in a uh, limo <laughs> and take them to see, as you said, uh, Kyle O, who I thought was doing his best Freud impression. I love yeah. how you call <laughs> the uh, Rorschach test, the Horseshack test. You got that, yeah, in. that was you got funny. a shit in, for sure. Uh, in plots, in plots, guys. Uh, you know, and, uh, but yeah, I just love that. You know, he basically was seeing, you know, this and that and the trunk. And he basically said, oh, you got to face the fear of the trunk. And I got a good laugh out of seeing Roddy. Like, he was gearing himself up, and then he ultimately decided to run away instead. So the, it, the it was that, short and sweet. The it thing that cracked me up was in the beginning when they were like, yeah, whoa, Roddy, yeah. And it just got silent quick. It was oh, like, yeah, when they were doing the woo, 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 woo. And they were just like, man, this dude is really having a yeah, hard time. Like, there's something yeah, about Roddy. Like, yeah, He's I thought, I thought it was, go. you know, undisputed doing what they do best, man. And that's uh, you eating it up as, as much yeah. as they do. So, yeah. I and mean, we would get more uh, UE, too, because this would go on to an Adam Cole backstage segment with yeah, I, uh, Keith Lee. I, I, just, I just had to say, uh, Kyle, we miss you. I just need to say oh, that. His hair is long, dude. Yeah, man. He's, he's getting it in, man. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. We had a, a backstage uh, segment. Um, you know, mm-hmm. obviously we had Mackenzie, uh, Mitchell, 
aka uh Renee Young Light uh interviewing yeah. uh Charlotte somehow Michael Bebe or or was he was yeah. he trying to call himself now what do you say uh Champ 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 baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, champ champ baby. Um, you know, obviously we had the the warning from Karrion Cross by way of Scarlet and a uh, pretty badass looking hourglass uh mm-hmm. from last week. Uh obviously Cole is uh basically saying he's not he's not a uh, uh afraid he's not, you know, intimidated, <laughs> but uh yeah, then we got Keith Lee. Keith Lee. I think Keith Lee owes Scarlett some money because I'm sure that hourglass was pretty expensive. Um, yeah, I was going to say, you know, I, I did like his choice of words. You know, he comes in, let's, you know, because we were trying to get some clarification. I guess we thought last week when he rolled up on him, and you did say, or maybe he was going at Cole, and I didn't really think so, but I thought he was challenging Strong to a fight, like to defend his title, which you don't see a lot of champions call their shots. But who that's they want true. to defend it against, you know what I mean? Very so that's true. why I thought that was cool. But no, nah, it turns out that it was Cole, like you said, was calling the shot against uh, the other the, the champion that's higher than him, or the only champion that's higher than him, which is the heavyweight champ, champ, baby. And uh, Lee, what I said with the choice of words, he says, yeah, I agree. You know, you know, point to the, at the uh, hourglass and says, I think your time as champ is limited. And I'm like, oh, okay. I see you. I see you, limitless one. You know what I mean? So, yeah, a little play on words. And uh, he did say TikTok himself before, he, like you said, he did smash that uh, hourglass, which we'll have more on that later. But uh, no, then the, this the, leads the word, to Adam Cole. Oh, yeah, the word association was way better than uh, Mauro Ronaldo with the uh, – they say imitation of the, the, the purest form of flattery, and they're about to get flattened. I'm like, nah, man. Oh, God. Come on, dude. <laughs> like, Come I, on, man. I knew what she was Come going on. for, but then I digress because yeah. same guy that called Finn Balor, he, Finn Baylor. He, he, he was a he was a, a, a MC, like a cypher MC in another ultimate life. I already know. Yeah, I know. He, he definitely was. Yeah, MC. MC Mamma Mia. Yeah, he was a master of ceremonies for sure. For, for sure. Uh, he was like the ceremony. future. Ceremony. From 8 Mile. <laughs> hey, there you go. Oh, there That's you go. Yeah, but no, we get Adam Cole going to the ring, and I, I really love this segment. Might have been my favorite segment of the night. He's in there. He's putting over being champ for 381 days and counting, and then says he has eyes on Keith Lee's title, you know, because he kind of takes the challenge and he doubles up. Is why I like how he did it. He's like, oh, you say you got eyes on my title. Maybe I got eyes on your title. And uh, he wants to be a double champion or, as we said, a champ, champ, bay, bay, as he I put mean, it. He, uh, he had a pretty good uh, argument for it, you know. Yeah, uh, at it least was his the first promo. ever. His promo made, you know, it was. Oh, yeah. He said first ever and best ever uh, yeah. North American championship, yeah. which is very debatable in the second part because we've had Ricochet and, and um, you know, I know Dreams had it. And, you know, we've had some guys really, you know, Lee's elevating it. But Lee would come out, and then uh, before he even really could say anything, he gets interrupted by Gargano. Uh, he comes out and he says, I don't care about moments anymore. I only care about results. And as in like the result of, you know, the tag match they had last week as he ended up beating Lee, you know, rolling up. Uh, Gargano declares his aspirations to be Johnny Champ Champ. But uh, I like how Lee responds. Says, you know, last week he had more concern for his own wife than, than he did, which is something, yeah. we, you know, we did point out <laughs> on the review. And then he even says that when I picked her, you know, lifeless body, she whispered to me, oh, thank you. It's the most action I've gotten in months, which, you know, was, was really good because I always feel like Keith Lee has a little bit of the Rock's charisma in him. And, and I just feel like that was where that, 
tape off. No, it was really that. good. It was really good. Yeah. But um, uh, probably your favorite part uh, comes up is when uh, your man, Finn Balor, comes out telling all three guys they could stop being marks for themselves and go back to being one for him because, you know, you know, now he's out there and he's made him, you know, put himself in the equation. I just thought that was a great opening line. I, I thought that was funny. And then only only to be funnier, like, I mean, with oh, it was funny, but it, he got it did not get the desired laugh. A response, but you then you get uh, Gargano like, first of all, my name's not Mark, it's Johnny. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. Yeah, definitely. But and and Finn would you know from there just kind of reaffirm you know Case Lee didn't hear me last week. You know I, I do want to you know shout out the title, uh, and he tells him, hey, you know um, he's After, trying to get yeah. basically get, get in there, Johnny. And Johnny's like, oh, dude, have you been a Triple Crown champion? I didn't think so. And he's like, you're right, Johnny. I'm not like you. I don't wait in lines. I cut right to the front. Yeah. And, you know, and I loved how he did that when Cut right in front and started addressing everyone else but him. Yeah. Exactly. He told um, Liam coming for the title. Then uh, let's Cole know that after that happens, he's coming for his title. Uh, and then there's a little exchange because he called him a transitional champion, which I thought was not a great remark to make. No. Um, and, and Cole just, you know, of course he has a loaded response. Like, bro, I broke, I broke your title reign. Like, yeah. like come at me, bro. It was basically, yeah, the equivalent, nah, you know, it, it, it was a great, uh, a great, uh, not just in words, but body language of Cole that show mm-hmm. like what are you kidding me like no nah, dude i'm not bothered by that at all you know so yeah definitely um, and he but, def- he also said he played king for a little bit but now i've passed you by um which what do you think about that whole well, thing where well, he pointed well, at him? if you heard what he said he said just like in everywhere else in our career so that Ooh. made me think that he was trying to be like yeah i made the bullet club better when you left yeah that's crazy i, yeah. I didn't even think about that you know, I mean, that. which is, you know, it's it's easy to gloss over if you don't know or not even mm-hmm. thinking about it. But, you know, I have to say that my favorite part of this is you had Regal making a, a phenomenal, uh, you know, matchups, basically pitting uh, those three men, Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor against the reigning defending North American uh, champion and Keith Lee. And then saying mm-hmm. the winner of that match would then go on uh, against Adam Cole uh champion versus champion. So... Uh, yeah. That got me definitely yeah. excited. Um, Pretty interesting, huh? July yeah, I, mean, I, would, I wouldn't have Pretty been good mad. Pretty counter-programming. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't have been mad if it, like, like I feel like the, my 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 uh, chaotic brain, uh, you know, on, on, like, on some 2K universal mode type stuff, like, I'm thinking, fiddle four-way, all belts on the line. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was like, no, this is a better story. Get that triple threat out the way. You got, I would have you know done it I mean? that way, too, though. I <laughs> exactly because it's just more, it's more pure time, it's yeah. more pure that way yeah yeah you know so um but yeah yeah i, I was a fa- i'm looking forward to seeing what you know how this goes and i'm uh also trying to figure out the only reason why they're well I, I figured it out the only reason why you know there's no special event on july 8th the only reason why they're doing it on july 8th is because that's the second night of fighter fest so yeah i, I was just gonna say yeah it's just it's good for counter programming yeah, yeah 100%. It, it's and that was something we had said, you know, I mean, or, um, or at least that's something I remember I had brought up was despite the fact that it is going to be a week from away from each other, night one and night two. But to me, I feel like it's got to be stacked and that's going to be tougher to counter, you know, in terms of programming for NXT week to week. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, you know, because um, I, I believe they're going to bring out some big guns for fighter fest for sure. But, um, yeah, I, either way, I am I am pumped to see who wins that match and who takes all for sure. 
Uh, this would lead to a backstage segment, though. Yeah, is, I like it. Was this. Pretty, 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 uh, it was pretty – it was, to me, with Keith Lee, it was weird to me. I, I, I thought like it was, it was just, just hilarious just because of the fact that, like, he's just walking and then, like, uh, you know, uh, Candice, Candice just walks up to him because obviously she's upset about what he was trying to insinuate uh, yep. earlier about her. And then it was just funny because I was like, he just he he, he like looks over. I, I thought he messed up, but he looked over her and said, "Damn, she, she, it's like she got sonar or something." Yeah, he, he that's points. what he said. Yeah, yeah, he just points, and then me and him's already there, like getting up in that ass. So I, I thought that was pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, and they brawl in the hallway right there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, obviously they're they're putting more miles into whatever it is they think the, that Candace and Mia Yim could uh, get out of this program, which I don't. I mean. It's not that, and I don't mean for this to come off like badly, but I just, I need something else. Like, if you want me to care about a women's division uh, program, I need something else at stake because unfairly, unless the title's on the line, a lot of people aren't going to turn heads too much. But mm-hmm. yeah, I need something else. like at least with Britt Baker and 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 uh, Big Swole. You know what I mean? Not to take it back over to the other side of the the war zone, but. There's, you know, some pre-existing stuff there. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's things that get you interested. Uh, With this, I mean, I'm trying to figure out where, what more they can do and how far, you know, how much farther they can go in terms of the story of Mia Yim and Candice LeRae. Because, I mean, they've, ever since Candice was still a face, they've been around each other. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I mean, it's got to, yeah, they're going to have some sort of blow off because if you remember Gargano got involved the first time, so it wasn't a clean, you know, win, break, which, yeah. you know, for, for, for Candice, which means there's room for comeuppance for Mia at some point. So it'll be interesting well, to see what happens. But I know we did get some, uh, I was going to say some of the women's division. I'm, got, I'm not going to lie. I, 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 I saw this match and – for the sake of saving time to get ready for the show, I, I just sped past this. Um, yeah, no, I could just tell you that it was just as – I don't think you missed much. Um, I yeah, mean, the only thing I thought was cool, it was Caden Carter, who had Casey Cantazaro in her corner versus Dakota Kai with, of course, Raquel Gonzalez in her corner. This is just based off, this, you know, the stuff that went down last week that was really weird where I guess Caden came down to save Casey from getting jumped and took her place. Uh, yeah. The only notes I had that was cool was commentary noted that Raquel refers to herself as quote big mommy cool, uh, which I thought was cool. yeah, which I, I wasn't mad at you know not not yeah, with I a mean, Y M A M I. These guys just have their fucking fingerprints over everything because if you saw earlier in the night, um, you know Damian Priest has he, he's always had a Scott Hall inspired vest, but it actually yeah. says like uh, infamous on the back. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it. then you got Big Mommy Cool. You know what? She had, like, the big leather stirrups when she was first starting. So I, I I'm saying. Hey, if she actually dropped them with, with the with, with an actual jackknife, though, that would be clean. I'm not mad well, at the I Texas mean, she, bomb, but, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, she's got the nice power bomb going anyway. But, I mean, I, I, I really dig it because the way they come into the ring, you got Dakota doing kind of like the thing where she kind of squats down and does her pose while you got – the imposing figure of the heavy Raquel just doing the arms crossed sort of like Diesel early, early days when he was just bodyguarded, you know what I mean? So, yeah. but uh, the, basically it was the short match, man. Uh, Dakota, yeah, she won with, yeah, and it's, I mean, minus the way it was set up, it's basically the field of glow, uh, Naomi's move. So it was kind of weird. I thought weird it was like a coaching clutch. 
you know what it's hmm i guess in a way it was it was it was part i guess so yeah i mean that it, it can look like one but I, it looked like the same setup I've seen Naomi do as well with the legs around the uh, the arms and like the, oh kind know, of like a, a sunset flip kind of setup yeah flip. kind of, exactly so okay. but yeah that was that was pretty interesting but other than that uh, we had uh, a backstage segment that was kind of brief but cool uh, carrying across the Scarlet basically you see Scarlet being seen in the uh, distance she's uh, walking up towards the broken debris of the hourglass that Keith Lee shattered from earlier. Uh, she picks up some of the sand and just kind of lets it fall through her fingers. And then you just see Carrion's foot coming to the frame and stomping like the last piece of glass, you know, you know, no words, but a message sent, I would, I would believe. Um, after that we get, um, in, yeah, Bronson you know, it's, it's a vignette. Yeah. Well, we oh, got oh yeah, my bad. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Vignette, and I was just kind of like, I feel you, but I just feel like we keep seeing this and then, and I'm sure she probably, cause I know she's got kids and stuff. So I'm sure she's probably stayed in during the quarantine and stuff like that. But I guess I was just kind of like, all right, well, let's let's hope let's get this restart going because I think it seemed last time that she was going in as heel. Now it seems like this time they're building up more as a face. You know what I mean? So I don't know what direction they're going, but either way, she should be a good addition um, to the women's uh, division. Yeah, I mean, but uh, I wouldn't be mad if she, at one point she, you know, becomes part of like a, a top uh, important portion of the division like if she wanted the belt i wouldn't say that she couldn't have the belt because she definitely has the lineage and you know veteran experience behind it to back it up oh, yeah. but um yeah they just keep showing like hey she's coming hey she's here and she's coming mm -hmm. and she's here even though she's she's came and went a couple times and granted she yeah. was on aw dark but don't worry about it like it's just yeah, i don't know it, it, it is kind of a it's like a whack-a-mole type of presentation they're doing with her they haven't filled it back just yet but i don't know um, yeah exactly it's kind, of, it's kind of like when they kept trying to build up the lars sullivan deal before you know all the stuff happened eventually yeah. you know what i mean but uh after this we'll get bronson reed yeah. uh versus your yeah, boy Leon Ruff. <laughs> but uh my yeah notes are basically reed squashes you know early on running body block, running sense on, he hits a diving body splash. Uh, Post-match, he grabs a mic saying he's not one to forget and officially calls out Karrion Cross to a match next week. Um, and then he kind of helped Ruff back up to his feet, I guess, as a show of sportsmanship. But he, like, it was kind of funny how he slung him yeah, over his shoulder. Yeah, like a damsel like, in distress, like, over his yeah, shoulder. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So, uh, and then this would take us back to a Damian Priest in a parking lot, which would, you know, call back to what you said earlier. He would pull up in the Challenger. Cam, you know, Cameron Grimes was seen nearby, which I didn't, again, I didn't know at the time. But uh, Priest comes to see, uh, his, he finds his driver's side front and rear tires are slashed, and he's, like, beyond pissed. Uh, Grimes pulls up in what I can only think is a rental car. <laughs> he's, like, gleefully driving by, and he's like, oh, man, Priest, you know, I should, you know, I should call you an Uber, you know, and chuckles and speeds off. And, you know, we could see this is going to, you know, basically uh, come to fruition, which, you know, I, I don't want to jump the gun, but I guess I can for now so we could uh, jump to the last two segments. But uh, they had match announcements for next week. Uh, Bronson Reed would go against Karrion Cross. Um, Damian Priest will face – Cameron Grimes and Keith Lee will defend in that triple threat we talked about against Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor. But, uh, yeah, um, we would have the El Legado del Fantasma. Promo. I was about to ask you about this because um, their vignette wasn't bad. Nope, it wasn't at all. It almost made me feel like I was watching Lucha. 
Yeah, I I did have that a kind of. The, I mean, just the way it was shot, it definitely had a a different gloss on it. If that makes sense, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I wasn't against uh, the segment when they came out and talked either. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, Drake just made it short and sweet. You know, said <laughs> yeah. They said I was more guts than brains. Mm-hmm. Here it goes. <laughs> you know, and I'm like. And I was right. yeah. yeah, you know, it was he put himself out there and he, he threw himself into the segment and the segment did what it needed to do. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know where yeah. he goes from here. I mean, I mean, I would think potentially he's going to have to employ the help of two other individuals to try to get the best of this situation. Yeah, see, just, see, yeah, see, that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't know who the like Jake Atlas and who like maybe maybe Kushida. It's Kushida. Like that's yeah, that's the only thing I could think of, which is not a bad matchup, like for in terms of a six man. No, I mean, but, I'm just tired of Kashima yeah. just being added as like the the go to good natured guy that can tag with anybody because I want to see this guy. But he, even though he's even though he's better than everybody in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know I'm mean, saying. Um, I, I I totally feel that. I mean, to me, I was I would just I mean some of the things I did like in terms of verbiage was did like how he said you know my dad told me I'd be a leader, not a luchador. I'm going to teach these guys to be leaders because I'm the leader of leaders. And, you know, together we're going to leave this legacy, uh, which, you know, I guess coined the name of the faction, which is El uh, Legado del Fantasma, which I assume is the phantom legacy. Um, I mean, you know, he did have an interesting thing that he also uh, said in that uh, the vignette earlier in the night where he had said, um, if you – oh, when you turn your back on the legacy – uh, a new generation is born or something, or a new uh, beginning is born or, or something like that? Yeah, because what I really like is how he said, you know, Phantasma, like, in his culture is obviously, you know, considered the best ever, but, you know, it's hard being the best when you're wearing a hood because basically people only see a guy with a mask on. And basically how he said when he, when he got the opportunity to go to NXT, he knew that's where he would close the book of Phantasma. And I thought that was very interesting how he said that, you know, like yeah. he knew he wanted to come to NXT and begin totally different. You know what I mean? So the only thing that I'm, I, I think that puzzles me is the fact that Phantasma is still attached with the name of the group. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like it doesn't give raw or, um, uh, Joaquin, like anything, any any room to make names for themselves, yeah, yeah. And I mean, because like, both yeah, guys are really good. Thing. If they were just some B plus, you know, just side guys to be cronies, yeah, okay, whatever. But I, I mean, yeah. it's probably biased on my end, but I'm a fan of Raul Mendoza. I, I've wanted a lot more for him. I am excited yeah. for this opportunity for him. But you're right. I I, I want to see some. Uh, I just don't want him to be just, you know, just play the the side guy part. You know what I mean? I'm hoping. Yeah, I want to, I, I want to make sure that this this I won't say puts a rocket on it, but this elevates them to a point where they have something after this is done for yeah, sure. Because I, I don't he, know. Yeah. Who you know? Who knows be, how long it's gonna last? He'll be within like the uh, that conversation of, of of guys. You know, once they're comfortable and confident with what they can do. Um, mm-hmm. And this may be what gets them there. But yeah, I, I'm 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 the same way. I'm just hoping for a little space for him to be able to develop individually as well and show what he has to offer. But um, after this, we did yeah. get the, uh, well, well, yeah, I was, I was just going to say the way it ended was dope. I mean, basically, like we said, he got hit in the back with a monitor and then uh, he was, I think it was like a riser is what it looked like, but he basically Phantom drove, drove him off of that through a table. Oh which, yeah. Through the, it didn't look table. like he didn't look like he got all of that. Table. No, he did not he protect got, like, a lot that of, much. 
<laughs> and and I'm and have I not been saying I feel like he's reckless sometimes with with Drake. Yeah. But uh, he would, and then like you know, we would see he gets you know carted off and you know towards the ambulance. Jake Atlas is there, looking concerned, giving you know to, words of support. You know, well, so where that, was it you seems, at though? You know, we clean if, if if it was Jake Atlas and he, and he was able to bring a homie, and that homie happened to be I don't know Adrian Quest. That that that'd be great. But <laughs> oh, it just so happens to be a homie, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But no, you're right. This would bring us to our main event: Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox versus the Golden Role Models. And, and you know uh, this what? is a good, cool matchup. Yeah, it was. Um, and not to go too far into it, but one thing I've been meaning to bring up is I've actually been digging uh, Shotzi's use of the uh, cattle mutilation. Yeah, I like the way she's been doing it. I like that and the whoopee cushion as well. I mean, I don't know if people yes. remember it as a whoopee cushion, but I love <laughs> the way she does it. Um, she, you know, I just really like her. She's got it. She she got it down. She's got a good move set. You know, that inverted sl- uh, sling blade, which is like really a bulldog. Really cool. Um, you know, and the only thing, I, I, she's just got to watch out for those dives because like, She's good at him, but that one she did with, with that senton on top of Raquel, that just looked nasty. You yeah, know? she like almost sailed, like, ago. right over her shoulder where she couldn't even, like, yeah. catch her to help control how she was going to land. As exactly. As but yeah, and I got to right. say, I really enjoyed how she worked with Sasha and Bailey. I thought she was going to yes. get some jitters, and she did not. No, you know, the, not at all. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I'm used to seeing a little bit of that on Tegan's side, but, you know, she's still young, but I like Tegan. I just need to see more Something. of what she's capable of doing outside of tagging with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that because aside, because the choke slam was cool that she yeah, did. I was you say, know, with one that aside, on top of the other. Her spots that she was, you know, she got in with the choke slam to the outside, and all, you know, it, it was uh, yeah, it was pretty good. It was it was good good stuff, man. And I like that um, that uh, stereo cannonball was pretty cool too. I was going to say, I think I like these two working. Like, they, they seem like they have more of a better chemistry than it was when it was Tegan and uh, Candice. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, great match. I think we all knew that, you know, uh, unfortunately, Shotzi and uh, Tegan weren't going to take away the, the women's tag team straps here. But um, interesting enough is, you know, we, we did get the bank statement. Uh, from well, I will say this, going back to what I was saying earlier, I, I personally, I would have had them drop them. Because no I way. feel they like just, they them, literally just won them a week ago. No, I feel you, but I feel like to me, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just me doing booking. I feel like maybe, maybe if it wasn't Shotzi and them, but like I would have had them drop it to an NXT team, have them come back as like, you know, the ones that used to run the school, and they come back and get challenged by the 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 young blood. You know what I mean? And then you get a really big reason for Sasha to be like, oh. how could you have lost this match for, you know what I mean? If Bailey took the pin, you know, the only downside to that is there's not a lot of women tag teams in NXT. Very true. But then they can, I mean, they'll, they get defended on every show. So that, that's, a, and I feel that, but then it's like, are they both ready for main, for main mm-hmm. roster pushes now, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. No, no, no you're right. You're right. That I didn't, I didn't think that long term. I, I definitely did. No, no. I mean, I'm not, I'm not against the new faces because they've already shown that the long reigns don't work. The interest level is not as much, is not as, as the same as all, you know, everyone else's. Uh, you know, the, the interest level is not the same as 
all the other titles as far as wanting to see long range for the for the yeah, test yeah, I think got, the element of surprise is what keeps the interest up. So yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say that you're entirely like off base there. I just think that long term, I don't know if they would go with them right away. Only because yeah. I, I, a I know how Vince feels about tag team wrestling, and b I know how Vince feels in comparison to you know NXT and what he thinks in his head they're capable of doing. And, uh, yeah, very know, true. As far as like his, main ro- his coveted main roster, you know, the flagship shows and all that stuff. But um, you know, yeah, yeah, we did get the bank statement for the tap out win here for mm-hmm. the gold uh, golden mm-hmm. role models. But then they kind of pulled the Eddie Guerrero low key, but yeah. But the, yeah, interesting enough. Io Shirai, uh, new NXT mm-hmm. Women's Champion, um, she struck, made her press yeah, out of nowhere. Um, I wasn't mad at it. Board missile drop kick. It kind of came from out of nowhere, but it, it's good to have that new champ coming out looking like a scrapper. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is going to lead to individual title defenses against them too. Uh, like dope. you know, Io versus Bailey, Io versus Sha- uh, Sasha. But the, yeah, I was gonna say the possibility definitely got gets me fired up. So I'm glad to see that they're kind of moving seemingly, it's still early, in the right direction as far as building who Io Shirai is as a women's champion for the women's division for NXT. So um Yeah, I kind of feel bad because they didn't think about doing this for Rhea. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that, that would have gone a long way of Rhea. I mean, uh, well, you know what? Rhea did mix it up during Survivor Series with, with the likes of them, though. So I can't say that too too tough. But, but, uh, but yeah, that was, I mean, that was pretty much uh, NXT. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, I can't say whether one show had a better show over the other. I know we don't normally break it down that way, but I, I was thinking about not just matchups, but uh, developments of going into the next week. Um, and then also into like their respective feature events or uh, pay-per-views and stuff like that. And I thought we had a kind of an equal effort on both ends of the war here as far as, uh, you know, getting people interested to watch next week and um, putting together some pretty good matches uh, as far as uh, to look forward to as well. So um, I don't know. I mean, you know what? Because, I mean, sometimes we do – I mean, um, there are some shows, you know, weeks where it's a landslide who had a better show for sure. Oh yeah, uh, i.e. Yeah. the go home week for some, for some of these shows you know what i mean so but um i gotta give it to nxc because i really like that segment where the four guys came out cole gargano i thought that really uh brought up uh, some high intrigue you know and then eo at the end i thought really brought it up too i wasn't mad at the uh main event or you know there wasn't really too many lows on dynamite i just thought like Cage sucked. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he but he did. You know, what I mean, it's not personal, but I mean, mutton mouth. You know, what I mean, but I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. NXT seemed a little exciting to me this week. Yeah. It's funny because uh, the high points you picked out for NXT, I can I feel like I can pick two high points that almost match that for me personally okay. for Dynamite. Um, oh, which one? To me, that was like the highlight and spotlight on new faces, like a like a Rick, uh, Ricky Starks. Um, mm, and then okay. also, uh, just kind of what they did for Orange Cassidy at the end of the program. I mean, no match, but still in the main event segment, you know, with the guy sure. like, uh, yeah, Jericho, and he looks so. pretty strong because some of those look yeah. like some straight potatoes, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and then also, the you know, kind of also what they did with uh, the Luchasaurus, um, Wardlow stuff, I thought was, uh, you know, of some good finally, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I felt like, yeah, both shows. Both ups and downs, obviously. We 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 t- this is what we spent the whole last hour talking about. But 
Um, but yeah, that was the Wednesday Night War, man. Um, I want to say, uh, first of all, thank you, Doc, for joining me. I know, again, it's a late one, but uh, yeah. looking forward to sharing this uh, uh, episode number 106 with everybody coming out uh, tomorrow, fresh off the presses. I uh, also want to thank everyone for tuning in once again every week for uh, choosing us to be your escape from the real world right now. And I know it's scary times out there, but, you know, be nice to each other, take care of one another, and let us be nice and take care of you because we got these nice $10 t-shirts. All you got to do is hit us with your size and hit us up at the question do, 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 show at gmail.com. And, and uh, you know, in the same, if you guys would do us a favor, follow us on social media, stay tuned with everything. That's the Quincy Jones show everywhere. And make sure you guys are always checking every Friday, anywhere you get your podcast at, that is uh, uh, iTunes. That, that, that's uh, I don't know, CastBox. That's a, a Spreaker. Mm-hmm. That's a, a iHeartRadio. Anything that you go to to get your fix of podcasts, we're there, and we're bringing the whoop-ass with us. Doc, tell them what else they can expect when they go and look up the greatest rap wrestler ever. Well, you can go, <laughs> you're going to go ahead and just lay it on thick, just like I was at. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> I got grit. No, you're going to go ahead and uh, – you're going to go ahead and see some uh, dope music from yours, Shuli Man, Doc Lesnar, the hip-hop hybrid, the only one in existence in the world of pro wrestling, mainstream and underground, as it pertains to hip-hop as well. That's me. Go ahead. You guys see me talk about it on the weekly. Check out my music. Try it out for free on Spotify. Dip your toe in the stream. Yeah, take a stream. Get it. Dip your toe. Check the tent. And when you're ready, take a ride with me. Hop on it. And then you already know what it is. Check me out on iTunes, Pandora, anywhere you stream your music. I'm everywhere from Amazon to Google. And everywhere in between Amazon, or not Amazon, Apple Music, I should say, and go ahead and follow your boy, at Doc Lesnar, on Instagram, or at I'm Doc Lesnar on Twitter and Facebook. And if you haven't seen, your boy was on Total Divas now. <laughs> <laughs> Get the check, my man. Get that check. <laughs> I and, uh, I'm, still, I'm still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> man, you know, they're, they're actually having a ball with that footage. It's, it's actually, I, I, you know, I think I might, I'll probably post it later on the, on the Quincy Jones show. Uh, I've been having fun. And everything, man. But uh, be sure also to follow us at uh, Mega Towers, at Tower Gang. We do this thing called hip-hop, and we do it very, very well. Uh, I must say so myself. tag team in the hip-hop stratosphere, baby. Tell them. And it's just not a tag. It's not just a bumper we put here to be all fancy and talk our shit here, wink, wink. But it, nah. it's true. We, we, hey, name another tag team better. Wrestle rap. We got these bars. Step up to the plate. Set it up. Run it. We'll wait. All I got to say after we'll- that. Say hello to the Mercedes-Benz of tag team podcasting and wrestle rapping. Top guys. Guys out.